Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast. Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. Hello, you are listening to the Wrestling Purist Podcast. And for the first time in about 15 months, it's time for a shoot, boys. Pew, 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 pew. Of course, my name is Ryan alongside Jeff, as always. And we, our two um, compadres, our two amigos. Um, first, we have one half of Wrestling Recommendations. He is our WCW and TNA in the 2010s aficionado. It is Travis Lasseter. Uh, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, ready to shit all over Tony Khan, Chris Keith, Just Incredible, you know, Athena, John Moxley, all that, all that good shit. Tony Khan. Yeah, and and this is a coke-free episode, so mm, I don't know about that. Well, it's coke, it's coke-free on my end. Um, but let's check in with the other amigo on this episode he is also one half of wrestling recommendations uh and he is half of the mind behind next generation wrestling tennessee um he's also a ghost head like myself it is eddie shepherd and has cock in his mouth and we're two minutes in (laughs) hey hey so really quick ironically the last time we did a shoot i have i believe i was just getting back from a ghost concert so that's pretty cool yeah this is a so this happened really quick. Um I it just really escalated and we were like, well, what's everybody doing tomorrow night? So uh here we are. And it's been a long time coming, guys. Because there's been a lot of shitty things in professional wrestling. Um from GCW to Ring of Honor to WWE to even my own beloved TNA. Um, but I think we all know where we're starting tonight. I think it's more than deserved. And I think a big fuck you to Chris Keith, wherever, <laughs> whatever shit dirt hole you're living in in bumfuck Florida, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. What a Chris bitch. <laughs> like, a, like a sledgehammer, you stupid bitch. 
You mean you mean uh um Keith Chris because I'm sure he sure he's already <laughs> up on, I'm sure he's already up on his no! trademark oh! or already redoing his name already. The trade <laughs> the trademark change was he just goes by double K now. Oh well, well I stand corrected. Does he have a hat like Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. Um he's probably taking old ladies pension money down down there in Florida. So um, if you're okay with that and say he was taking old, <laughs> I thought you were about to say he's taking old ladies' panties. <laughs> I was yeah, like, what? he's probably doing that. He's probably doing that too. You yeah, know, he's, he's, he's probably paying Sunny visits in prison and helping uh, Teddy Hart get out of jail. So, there you go. Also, R.I.P. to Sunny because she will probably die in prison after getting 17 long years in well, prison. She should. Yeah. She, she went called... from being the most downloaded woman in 1996 to behind bars getting diddled with warm towels. <laughs> what a, what a the... difference 30 years ago. What? I think that's how it works. Oh. <laughs> it's it's going to work for her. <laughs> Just think Shawn Michaels hit that. Oh, It is kind of funny. So did, so did Dolph Ziggler. Oh. I think it's I'm thinking Sunny weighs more than I do now. That's kind of wild to think about. <laughs> it kind of looks like Sunny ate Sunny. If she's me if she would be she's me if I ate you, essentially. That's what it looks like <laughs> at this point. It's weird because you eat me all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired. I knew you would pick up when I was laying down. It's fun. Ah. <laughs> uh. This just feels right, boys. I'm so glad we were able to get together to do this. Now we got the Chris Keith stuff out of the way. You got the Sunny stuff out of the way. Um, I really very, very, very quickly um, want to say, Jeff, you must uh, you must have <laughs> prematurely ejaculated last, last night at the end of War Games uh, when you heard that. Because everybody in the world knew it was coming. They saw it coming. CM Punk back in WWE. The turncoat himself. Um, Jeff, how many times did you come last night? Uh, listen, it's not so much about that. Let's just, one, yes, God, have, have some respect, okay? For one. So, you know, all this slander and all this, you know, these backhanded compliments from you on the other side <laughs> of the ta- table slash uh, 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 Lynn slash um fucking whatever the hell this this thing is this app we're using you know i'm terrible with technology um <laughs> i've just been proved i've just been proven right and right and right <laughs> and right again i mean at at every turn like oh my god pm see him and and this isn't as much as you cod not you but like the wrestling you know internet you know um, you know, CM Punk's always so bad. Uh, the same people that were crying their eyes out because CM Punk came to the almighty AEW two years ago are uh, now just poo-pooing it away. Like, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy this is going on. Listen, Michigan went over Ohio State. CM Punk's in WWE in 2023. I mean, I just I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be it, happier. And, and the meltdown of wrestling like X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, of all these people that are like, oh, CM Punk's my favorite wrestler. I'm so glad it's in AEW. And they're like, fuck a traitor. Fuck a turncoat. Everybody hates you. You piece of shit. Not everybody does. 87 million people watched this fucking return in 24 hours. So it's, it, 
you. It, it's what I've been saying for years. Love them or hate them. Okay, again, again, either you like them or you don't. That's fair. I'm not here to tell anybody they should like them. Again, either you like them or you don't. If he's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But I explained it to some of the guys in, in, our, in, our, in our, our wrestling chat. He's like Floyd Mayweather. Either you want to pay to see him get punched in the face or you want to pay to see him win, you know? So he just has that polarizing deal. Um, again, the most ironic thing to me is that out of all, well, out of a ton of guys, to me, CM Punk is actually the most of an actual like old school territory wrestler. Like, because his wrestling ability is fine. Has it ever been great? Uh, sure, Ring of Honor, probably. Like, okay, you know, there was some, he, he was different in a time when he was there. But his wrestling ability, it's like Cody Rhodes. It's not going to knock your socks off. He's not going to drop by on their, on their neck either, but it's not going to drop your socks off. You know, knock your socks off. It's, it's literally everything else though. It's, it's, he's just polarizing. And I don't know why I can't explain it to you. I have no idea. But again, like Travis said, so I loved it so much. I hadn't seen so many excuses on Twitter. Uh, just ab about how this guy's bad and he's this and he's that and he's not this. But again, a year ago, oh my God, everybody was just, just whacking their pud and they just couldn't wait <laughs> for CM Punk to take down WWE. Like, and oh, it's, it's the same people though, that were still wanting him to be the devil and come back and be like the ultimate swerve for MJF. And now their hearts are broken. Um, and also just a fun fact, uh, 87 million views on a video that's more than AEW gets in a year, right? Am I right? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> the, the, the only thing that can make this better, I know it's not going to happen, but the only thing that can make this better is CM Punk pulling the AEW trash can out, throwing it in, a, uh, throwing, pulling it out of the bag or throwing it in a trash out on national television. I would fucking die and go to heaven. I would literally <laughs> fucking fall over and die. <laughs> I mean, you could just bury me, throw fucking dirt on me, and I would go back into this earth because... It, it it couldn't have been, it couldn't end any better. Bear, bury him with his hacksaw Jim Duggan merch. Oh, you yeah, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the resale value on that is out the fucking door, bud. Oh man. God. Well, considering what really he quick, paid, paid for it. Really yeah. quick, I, I gotta say this really quick since we're shooting. Um, all this goes back to Jungle Jack Perry being a cuck and doing business for himself. So when you think about it, I told this to you guys, CM Punk draw Jungle Jack Perry. What is he fucking doing in the wrestling business that's doing anything, making moves, making the needle move? What is he doing? Is he a merch pusher? What is he fucking doing? What gave him the right to have such pushback with CM Punk? One thing he's doing is Anna Jay. That's it. Well, it, it's but it, it, the pushback is because that's the that's the culture there. Even Kenny Omega, the best bout machine ever, allegedly, the Almighty Wrestling Jesus God, who we've no one's ever seen anybody wrestle as good or as hard as him, can't fucking sell a pay per view to save his fucking life. Like, just can't. <laughs> Sam Punk comes on TV, doesn't say a fucking word, says a clobber in time. It uh, looks like your uncle in jeans and a white t shirt. And oh, I don't know, it's 80, what, 83 million views? Oh, you know, just mm -hmm. just another hum-ho, you know, day at the office. Well, you got to look at talking it like, about it. Go ahead, Travis. Sorry. Uh, so you got to look at it like this, too. Like, they, AW had their chances with Punk, and they fucked it up numerous times with everything. And to touch on what Jeff said, I mean, you look at the, like, 
look at full gear. I'm sure we'll get into that here in a second. But like that fucking Kenny Omega Jericho Young Butts match, fucking blue cock. Um, sorry, it sucked ass. And if that's what AEW's putting out there and using the talents of Kenny Omega in, then they're already fucking up even worse than they were when Punk was there. I mean, it, you shouldn't have him in a bullshit tag team with Jericho. But, I mean, I just, man, fuck him. I mean, Tony Khan's a little bitch, and he fucked up his biggest cash cow, his biggest draw, and he's now reaping the benefits of that. Like, people are tuning out in droves. I mean, Eddie sent a graphic earlier today, like, freaking dynamite and shit's 40% down. Collision's 50% down in viewership from last year. Like, People aren't tuning in anymore because there's no character development. Just like you said, Jungle Boy Jack Off is not worth a fuck on TV. No one wants to see it. Uh, no one wants to see the Bucks. MJF's the only person they want to see, and they pretty much butchered him at fucking full gear, in my opinion, to where like now I don't care that much well, about him as I did. And they completely fucked over fucking Jay White, too. Just, just cucked him out. Yep. Oh, and don't mention a big announcement that was... Ooh, he's already wrestled six or seven matches in AEW. Don't get me wrong, Will Ospreay. <laughs> I, I do believe Will Ospreay's top five wrestler in the world, hands mm-hmm. down. Can't you can't tell me otherwise. Dude's fucking a star. Um, and I understand why he went to AEW because he has a lot more leniency of where living from you know in, in the UK and, and everything. I get it, I understand it. It's comfortable for him. It's just like a lot of these guys don't want to step out of that comfort zone. The bunk the bucks. Kitty Omega, all of them did the exact same shit. Instead of trying to go to WWE and become a bigger star, they want they were happy with doing what they do. And it shows because AEW, who have they made? Swerve is about the only person I can think of right now. And they MJF. almost fucked that up. MJ to me, MJF was already kind of a made star. Yeah. I'd probably say I, Orange Cassidy. But I'd argue Swerve was I mean, I'm sure I'd argue Swerve. Well, I can't take that back. I mean, if if people were watching any wrestling before 2017, which they probably weren't, or Lucha Underground and all of his other stuff outside of there, then you would know he's a really good fucking wrestler. And again, I guess to be fair, again, he didn't have the platform to talk and to be his character, uh, his gimmick as he was. So, so I mean, I guess you're right there, Eddie. But yeah, you're you're 100 correct. The same people that are over now are the people that were over when they started the company, and the people that actually got over have left. They, either have left or they got over and and ruined them i was literally clicking through the channels the other day and i was like i was going through and i seen wardlow like in a gym with like no lights on and i was like is wardlow getting repackaged you know like i'd seen him and i was like man what happened to wardlow like he was on top of the wrestling world and then they decided oh well you're not kenny or you're not in the you're not you're not in the elite or anything like that. so guess what you really can't get over he should have been the heavyweight champion period at, at some point by now, you know, I don't care how you slice it or how you take it off of them, whatever, you know, so be it. But no, they won't. Just like, like I said, what, what Hobbs got over, what they do with him? Nothing. Starks got over, what they do with him? Nothing. It's the same people are going to get over like they always are. And it's why you have, you know, a bloated um, Chris Jericho, who's looks like he's been face down in the river for fucking two weeks with team with Kenny Omega doing nothing. Yeah, well, absolutely nothing. Here's my thing. If if you look at their pay-per-view cards, it's the same people in the pay-per-view. The only exception recently has been Swerve. Uh, everybody else, it's the same fucking people. 
Um, I watched OSW review, which I don't know if you guys ever watch OSW. Fucking love mm-hmm. OSW, but they yeah. counted they counted how many championships were at um, all all out. It was like eighteen fucking titles, and I'm not exaggerating. There's like eighteen titles that they broke down between Ring of Honor and AEW and New Japan titles that they have on television. Just because you have a championship in AEW doesn't mean anything. Like, there's no dedicated division. Like, I love Orange Cassidy's shit he's been doing. He's been great. I am gleaming. Like, he's he's evolved to be, like, a really, really fucking good wrestler. I've enjoyed watching him. But I, I have no interest to want to watch. Is it cool that Adam Copeland's there and him and Christian are going to have a feud? That gets me excited. That's cool shit. But you know what? That's, that's from WWE. That's a WWE feud. And I have no interest to want to watch AEW. I just don't. And they, it's just like the whole, it, it reminds me of WCW when, you know, everybody came over and you had the cruiserweight division and guys were trying their hardest to get over and they were starting to get over. And then, then, then it was just over with nobody can get over there because they have too many fucking shows. They have too many championship belts. They have too many meaningless matches that in the, in the long run mean nothing because the storyline's over and a new storyline starts. And then it's like, Okay, so we're starting all over. So we just built up this tag team to be really good. So they lost the titles. Where are they at now? Oh, they're not even on the fucking show. Make it make sense. It, it's so start stop, man. Like it, they'll get a push for a while. Like Hobbs dominated Jericho not long ago, beat him, mm-hmm. squashed him, and now what is he doing? Like he's doing nothing. Don Callis was the most hated guy in AEW with Takesha or Take a Shit or whatever you want to call him, and uh, they fucking and killed that too just because jericho and kenny needed uh, to face the young bucks at full gear um and to touch on what eddie said about matches if you have a texas death match on free tv numerous times in a year why do i want to turn into pay-per-view to see another one when i can mm-hmm. just watch it on dynamite or collision or something and, and don't get me wrong adam page and swerve had a great one you know not everybody's cup of tea i understand but the thing of it is, is why do I want to watch those matches when I can just tune into Dynamite any week and see them? Like, like everything's so start-stop. It's ADHD booking. Like, Tony Khan gets someone hot and then immediately kills them. Gets someone hot and immediately kills them. Wardlow's a great example of that. I mean, it's just, it does not make sense. And there's that now they have all these guys trying to help book, but Tony Khan doesn't like what they do, so then he ends up fucking it up by the end of it. So... I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I fear that AEW is going to end up with no TV deal and be just squandering out there with all this talent. And I'll get released because Tony Khan's dad's not going to keep paying for it. I want them to go under so bad. And <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks for like all the talent and all that. Like I got it, but I don't give a shit. I want them to go over sun, go under so bad. So all these fucking marks can cry about you know it's about something else like these people on twitter are just insufferable and it's a bunch of people but and and it's a bunch of people who again weren't alive when other wrestling was going on like some of the people that are you know 20 21 years old okay cool i understand to some extent or like or like kids yeah you, you don't know any better but it's like eddie said when someone says it's like WCW, you have no idea what we're talking about because you weren't alive when WCW uh, was around or you were making, you know, macaroni necklaces in kindergarten. So, you know, you have no context to what what's what's actually going on. And not, not that you can't have opinion. And I'm not saying 
this podcast or our opinions are gospel because they're not. They're just our opinions. If you like them, you do. If you don't, you don't. That's fine. We're not we're not out here trying to sway anybody either way. But it's the 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 fact that they don't do research or it's just AEW everything and nothing else, then it just drives me insane. Well, they're not growing their audience for one and two. The audience they do have, they're turning slowly against them because if they do one little thing they don't like, they're all jumping down everybody's throat and, you know, changing their tune. Like now you got wrestlers like QT Marshall or whatever his name is today saying that AEW's taking a different direction and he's leaving the company. Is is that mm-hmm. the beginning of a mass exodus of people or is it just one man? But if people are leaving that started the company and saying it's changed that much, that's not a good sign either. So you're not only your wrestlers leaving, but your fans are leaving and you're potentially your TV deals leaving here well, soon too. So what are you going to do? I want to talk about two things really quick. So Jeff earlier was talking about CM Punk and that for some reason people like him. People like a guy who speaks his mind and is honest. And a lot of people can't take criticism. And I think people like CM Punk for that reason. I think they think that he speaks his mind. He's not afraid to take the fucking heat. Obviously, he's not afraid to take the fucking heat. And he's willing to fight for what he believes in. I fucking love that because I'm that fucking person. So I think that's what a lot of people like about CM Punk. And going back to what Travis was saying, the other thing I was going to say here, they're not growing their audience because they're not doing anything to bring in a casual fan's appeal. If you were to talk to my daughter and she turned on TV, she would know who Finn Balor is. She would know who Cody Rhodes is. She would know who Randy Orton is. When she turns on AEW, she don't fucking know who Jack Perry is. She don't fucking know who uh, uh, this Japanese wrestler, by all means, Japanese wrestler could be fucking amazing. They don't fucking know and they don't fucking care. So what they're doing is they're not putting any focus on anybody that's going to bring mainstream appeal. They are stuck on Chris Jericho, and they think he's that guy, and he's fucking not. That's the problem, too, is they want to use Jericho for all this. You know, People might know who Chris Jericho is, but then they see Jericho, and it's almost like a comical version of it because (laughs) credit to the dude, he's in better shape than I am, but he's not in the shape he used to be. So, I mean, they've they've kind of fucked themselves, and then on top of that, you know, it's the same thing with WCW when they got Thunder. They took on another TV show, which wasn't really necessarily their idea. It was the network's idea, which is fucking TNT and TBS. And now they're having to put out so much product that they have a bloated roster and nobody can get over because there's they don't know how to manage it whatsoever. Nope, they don't. Huh. Spot on. You're you're spot on. <laughs> it's it's to, to piggyback off the CM Punk thing, like you were saying, Eddie, you're hundred percent correct. And I think that, that that's what I was also trying to get at too, but like the old school wrestler, he, I'll say whatever I want. If you like it, you do. If you don't, you don't. And a lot of people can't handle that. And apparently people in companies and this, that, and the other, you know, um, wrestlers, you know, inside baseball can't handle that. So, yeah. Well, it could possibly I'm gonna be a, a general, it could be a generational thing as well. Mm-hmm. And just that yeah. generation of pe- of people in general. And I'm that's not me, but like, oh, I'm the fucking boomer here, you know. But 
there's a generation of of people who don't like to be told what to do and that they're doing something wrong. They think that what they're doing is right because they've gotten themselves into this position and, and they're making money and they're doing this and that. So they think that they're doing the correct thing, but in, in the long run, they're not. And they can't take any slight slight bit of criticism. That's not Dave Meltzer because mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer wants to blow them and give them five stars. Five stars is cool and all, but it's not bringing you fucking fans. It's not bringing your ratings up. It's not bringing you more money. I know kudos to the all in, you know, I mean, they, they did a show and the reason that show drew is because people wanted to break a record. It wasn't because of the show that was going to end up being put on there. It was, they wanted to draw a record and people want to be part of something. They, and and they WWE, t- they tarnished that too. They fucked that they, up. Yeah. They lied. And then WWE <laughs> on top of that, I mean, WWE is doing gangbuster business, man. Like it's almost sickening to know how much money they're fucking making right now. And I just like the fact that Tony tries Tony tries like a complex to where he thinks he's like a Paul Heyman and it's everybody against him and we're going to show them, but he's no fucking Paul Heyman. He can't book like Paul Heyman, which granted some ECW shit's terrible, but he thinks he's this fucking promoter like brought down from earth. He like, just like the whole promoter of the year award thing. He fucking thought that was a real thing. Like he held that like such high. I regard that that was a real fucking thing. Dude, nobody fucking cares about that but you and 500,000 of your fans. Yep. <laughs> Here's the other thing about Tony Khan, too. His biggest problem is he wants to be friends with all the fucking wrestlers. He wants them to be like his friends. Guess what, buddy? They don't want to be your fucking friend. They want your fucking money. That's the whole reason they're there. Like, you can't tell me that those guys sitting in the back right now realize that, oh, fuck, I fucked up coming here. Look at WWE and what they're doing with their business. I mean, all I'm getting is a paycheck. I'm losing notoriety because no one's watching this fucking show. I mean, I just, I don't know how they could turn it around and get people to come back um, when they've got all the wrestlers sending out a copy and paste tweet about the next all in that is now a year, almost, was it like 10 months away, nine months away? And they've already started pre-sales and shit because they already know they're not going to sell it out again. They're giving themselves almost a year to sell the fucker out. And it's, I'm worried. I just, I don't even want to see how many people actually buy tickets for that next year. Cause I don't even think it'll break 40 next year, to be honest. Well, that that's why they're putting them out now, hoping that it does. But it, again, it's the blind leading the blind. It's, it's again, this, this company was never put together to draw money. It was put together for Tony to book his own wrestling company, and that's fine. I don't if, if you have the money to do that, and you have the means, and you have all that, and you 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 can you you have the 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 capital to do all those things to book your own wrestling company, no problem. But don't do that and try to tell me it's the best thing since sliced bread, and it's better than WWE, and it's on the cutting edge of professional wrestling. No. It it isn't, and Tony Khan himself, uh, uh, wrestling wise, he knows better. Like he's a student of the game, and he really knows his wrestling shit. So I, I can't knock him there, but it doesn't make you a booker. Like I, I'm not qualified to book. Uh, we aren't qualified to book. Um, you know, not to not inside baseball. I think Eddie <laughs> is, but we don't really know. We, we don't really know. You know, and I, and I like to keep it that way. But the rest of us. We aren't qualified to book, you know, so 
and everybody thinks they can and everybody on the internet thinks they can and even tony thinks they can but it doesn't mean it's gonna like you may have the best wrestling show like as in like people may come up like man these are the best matches i've ever seen but it has to make money it has to make money he he books for the internet wrestling community and to do things to pop himself there is nothing more cringe worthy than watching him sit there with Antonio Inoki's fucking scarf around his neck, <laughs> thinking he is so fucking cool and such a great fucking booker when he looks mm. like a fucking dork. Like is no is this is this before or after he knocks his picture over on the table? Oh no, this is after because apparently he broke the damn scarf out again at the last press conference too at full gear when <sighs> everybody's like why the fuck did you bring this back out there i get it's a big honor but like dude you look like a fucking tool like yeah i mean i just i don't get it man and i, I don't get this blind loyalty to him mm-hmm. when he's done nothing but essentially put his own self out of business almost well go ahead, go ahead. I'm really glad we're talking about make making money because I want to talk about the CM Punk effect and how it relates to pay-per-view buys. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're not you, you're not packing out the you know local community center even with the hard campsite empty. You're not packing it. Jeff and I went to that one up in DC, I think two years ago or something, or whenever the 30th yeah. anniversary show was. Yeah. It was there were empty seats for days. We could have moved to the lower level if we if we really the, wanted to. The, there was maybe three thousand people there with both days added together, and like, that was the anniversary show. Like maybe. Come on, guys! Y'all are just saying that at the end of the shows when you took your picture when everyone left, oh. and then that's why it looks empty. Like that. That's why. I can show yeah. you with the main event going on. <laughs> I know, right? It didn't look that way. Uh, it didn't look that way when New Japan was there. That motherfucker was packed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. I want to go back to 2020 because February 2020 was um, revolution home to the greatest tag team match of all time of all history. Okay. And they only had 90,000 buys. Okay. Can't count COVID. Um, Double or nothing. 2021 was the first pay-per-view where they had, where they were able to, fill daily's place and not have covid restrictions okay that was a that should have been a very big event it should have been like finally coming out of the darkness into the light again you know and it was 115,000 buys so there was a slight increase nothing much so between there and the next pay-per-view which was all out so now we're in 2021 so this is the CM Punk return match. You go from 115,000 buys to 215,000 buys. So just yeah. in that span, if CM Punk advertised for this show, 215,000 buys. No, granted, it wasn't all about CM Punk, but you can't, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a CM Punk guy. But... It, but then you look at full full gear. He was on that one, one hundred and fifty five thousand. Revolution, one hundred seventy five thousand. Double or nothing, 
We're into 2022 now, 165,000. So he he can draw, and he is the draw, which is I'm not a CM Punk guy. I'm very fine with saying that, but that also doesn't mean that I can't recognize when somebody's a draw and when somebody's a money-making machine like CM Punk. I And, and you can't say that last night or what was it, Saturday night's pop was just because he's that he's just a Chicago guy. Okay, it's 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 been rumored since he got released that he was going to go back. Okay, he's a notable name and he's a draw. So when something like that happens, of course, they're going to pop. So double or nothing 2022 happens. And I think this is when he got injured because he had because he had his foot injury. So he was not on Forbidden Door. Um. Mm. And Forbidden Door 2022, the you know the you know mecca of all pay per views because it's AEW New Japan coming together, a hundred and twenty five thousand pay per view buys. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that ROH show that's rated better than most NXT takeovers. Oh, don't do that! God damn it! <laughs> don't do this, stuff. Sorry. Yeah, the, no, I'm I I I really want to shoot on Ring of Honor when we get there. Um, What's that? Oh gosh, um, ring ring of honor. But if we're if we're looking at all all out twenty twenty two now, so he's com- so he's completely healthy. The main event is John Moxley and CM Punk. Ugh. Okay, cool. A hundred and fifty thousand buys. You can't tell me that from all out to all out that that had that that wasn't the most profitable that this company has been. You can't because it wasn't at Forbidden Door. It's, it, it's without a doubt the most profitable time. Like, I mean, just the amount of merch CM Punk moved is freaking ridiculous. And then the fact that she's pulling your pay-per-view buys too. It wasn't John Moxley. It wasn't Chris Jericho. It was fucking CM Punk. Sidebar really quick. Uh, mm. Nakamura has been talking about Cody Rhodes. That's where they went with the storyline going oh. on right now. Well, I'll take that. I guess hey, I'm, I, it's I a guess new match, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Gonna, I guess you know, Nakamura is going to get jobbed. Yeah, it's my boy fucking, Cody. I'm really excited about it. Fucking Cody Rhodes. <laughs> God damn it. So, Cody also just announced that he's uh, he's he's in the Rumble. He's the first entrant into the Rumble. It's oh, fucking November. Fuck off! It's the, it's, the, it's the, they were there are three days left in November. I don't think there's the pay per view in December, <laughs> is there? Uh, the last year they didn't do a pay per view in December. Yeah, they didn't. No, I Which think okay this year with. was. Yeah, I think this year was day one. Hmm? I don't know if they had just, a day one this year or not. Uh, but get red mist in a Cody's face. There's that. Nice. I'm all. I'm all here for that. But what I'm what I'm trying to drive at here because. Even between all out, they still never hit over 140,000 buys until all in from this past year, from when it from when it was at Wembley, and it was 192,000 buys. So you can go on and on for days and say that this is um, what was it the largest. Uh, sports entertainment or the the largest wrestling show ever in you know American history, whatever you want to call it, the biggest event in in wrestling history. 
Okay, and you can only muster 192,000 buys? Not to mention the major fuck-up. The week following that was another pay-per-view that they wanted us to buy like schmucks. That was all out, and how many buys? 100,000. Yeah, it it's it's sad, man, because, like, I get it. People wanted to be a part of All In, and it was a big deal, and all this other stuff, but then you had the punk fallout that soured people. And if you really look at the all in card, it's okay, but it's more of, I wanted to be a part of history, not, you know, anything else. Cause we'll, I'm sorry, but Will Ospreay couldn't even save the Jericho match. I mean, Ooh. it was, it was passable, but like, it, it's not Will Ospreay's best match. And you probably will never see that again. Um, FTR and the bucks was good. Adam Cole and MJF was okay. <laughs> um, uh, not to cut you off, but right. what what the hell is FTR doing? Where are uh, they, they at? They're in a ladder match at full gear. Yeah, they got booked they lost. a day before or something. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry. So, so really quick, I, I want to piggyback off that really quick because you're talking about pay-per-view buys. How much are these shows? How, how much do they cost? 50 bucks. 50 bucks, yeah. So they wanted you to pay $100 within a two-week period? Yep. Yeah. A week, a week period. Sorry. I'm mean, even two week, a week period. So and, we're in, we're in one of the worst economic crises in the, in, in the U S probably one of the worst that we'll see uh, in our time. I mean, we've been through fucking like three of these things now, Jesus Christ, but uh, you're going to expect somebody to pay a hundred dollars in a week's time for two of your shows. The pay-per-view model is broken for professional wrestling. The WWE network killed the pay-per-view market because WWE did realize that doing a pay-per-view a month at $35, I'm being generous, $35 a month, people could not allocate for that. But you know what they can allocate for? $10 a month. So you're going to tell me the show I watched Saturday night, I paid I actually pay less than that. I think I pay $5. I think it's $4.99 for Peacock. Uh, so I pay $4.99 for that fucking show. And I had I was fully entertained the entire night. My son was fully entertained the entire night. And then you want me to go turn around and pay $50 for a show that might not even be good. Why would I fucking do that? Yep. There's no there's no fucking sense in that. And the, so, and the casual fans not gonna know half the people in the fucking card either. That's the other thing. Well, not only that, but the casual wrestling fan is has grown to – it's been almost 10 fucking years. It's almost 10 years for, what, like two or three months off? It was February 2014 that the WWE Network became a thing. They have grown accustomed to watching these kind of shows for 10 fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. You're not going to watch AEW and pay $50 for a fucking pay-per-view. Will they do that for a UFC show? Absolutely. And you want to know why? Because it's a real legitimate sport. And it's a real legitimate fight. Boxing has always done very well pay-per-view-wise. It's a pay-per-view market. It's always done better than professional wrestling. Same with the UFC. Same exact fucking thing. But the thing is, the UFC pay-per-views, it's it's like not every month. It's like every other month, isn't it? Essentially, it's it's close to that. These fucking well, now guys... They have, now they have it on ESPN Plus, too. Like, they're not even doing as big a pay-per-view yeah. so there you go. anymore. So... Part of the part of the problem AEW is starting to fail when it comes to growing an audience is because of that. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I don't actually have cable, but I have no means to watch 
TNT or TBS. Who else out there does not have access to this stuff because they don't want to pay the money because they can't afford it? I'm so, gonna <laughs> piggyback off that in just a second. I'll let you finish your. No, I'm call. good. Go ahead. Oh, um, you talk about the money for people like paying for pay per views and all that stuff. What about the money to for the people where they're oversaturating the market? How many times they've been to Chicago this year? How many times have they been to fucking LA this year? Like they keep well, going to the same places and expecting the same fans to pay money to go to the shows. Well, they're not going to be able to afford to go to 10, 15 shows a year at the same place. Well, they're not going to be able to do it. Well, yep. Travis, they, they have to because they know that those are the markets that'll pay. Now, True. now they've also no, but but to what you said, they've they're they're also sucking the well dry, you know, you know, one after another, you know, making the tour every year. But they've got to go to the places that they know they're going to make their money because if not, they're not going to draw. So it's like when they came to D.C., when we went to what was the pay-per-view, whatever, we full gear at the Verizon Center. Cool. Next time they ran, they ran the little podunk, you know, D.C., whatever, a little mini center, you know. Well, there you go. And 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 what Eddie said also, so they expected you to pay $100 back-to-back on two pay-per-views and then didn't even have the damn common decency to be like, hey, um, you know, if you're getting both shows – here's some type of bundle or you know like yep. you know since since this is since this is odd and we don't usually run back-to-back shows if you get both shows we'll give you some type of bundle nope they said give us all the money that we need because we're not actually making any money so i mean all, again all, all you guys are right at some point at some point it's gonna like something's gonna happen uh, uh shad's gonna be done with with um you know, with, with pumping money into this. And if I can go next level for you too, um, I love the premier league. I love soccer and they also own Fulham. And I was in some YouTube comments complaining about Fulham fans and, you know, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, well, it's because the cons are spending all that money in AEW. And one of the guys says, what's AEW? <laughs> like, <laughs> question mark. I, I said, I said, listen, bud, <laughs> I said, I'm not even going to motherfuck you. I said, just just do a little bit of research, and then like two or three, two or three, two or three weeks later, you know, you can you can comment on someone's comment, and it'll send you like an email saying like, hey, somebody commented on your comment, and he the dude was just he was just laying into he was just laying into the cons, you know, for you know all this wrestling messing up their soccer, and that's a conversation for another day. But again, it just goes to show you that. There's a lot of money to go around, uh, but at some point, um, enough's enough, brother. Enough's enough, brother, and they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna they have to start making money. No, agreed. Yeah, and I know we want to pivot to full gear because I know we've already touched on it a little bit, but full gear from uh, just a few weeks ago, um, one hundred twenty-two thousand to one hundred forty thousand. So there's not an exact number yet, but that is. Uh, the ballpark to see um, the biggest overbooking of a match um, in recent memory. And that is MJF and Jay White and this whole fucking swerve, swerve job with Adam Cole being like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll step in. But mother, motherfucker, what was the not, point? That no. You weren't well, exactly. What was the what point? What was the point? Why not just injure MJF and be like, yeah. okay, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. And that game time decision, he comes out and he limps out. What would have been yeah. the fucking difference? 
Oh yeah, well, because... it's the it's the long term storytelling between oh. MJF and Adam Cole and the it's Devil. A... Uh, it's it, 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 it. You just have to be patient. You just have to mm-hmm. wait for that long term storytelling to really pay off. It's gonna oh, be a fucking wet fart. Fucking dumb. And then you piss in fucking Jay White's mouth. You might as well because you did everything else to him. Like it's just, just. Dumb. Like why? What? And then for a guy that's supposed to be injured and come back in the ambulance, to put on a fucking forty-minute match. Yeah, makes no sense either. Jay J- J- White got Damian Sandowd. That's what I said. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Is MJF's hurt in real life? Mm-hmm. Adam yep. Cole is fucking hurt in real life. Yep. You. They made these guys work two times in a fucking show for like multiple pay per views. For what payoff? Like we haven't got a payoff for it. Boo-hoo. Like it's either it's either one or the other. It's like <laughs> you guys blow your loads way too early with a show. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always go back to MJ or to CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I'm not a biggest fan of Eddie Kingston, but the dude can talk. Yep. Him and Punk were throwing some fucking barbs, and it got me invested. Say, hey, I want to watch this fucking match. They had one goddamn match, and it was over. You invested. You messed. You know, two or three weeks into a, a, a little set, like a like a, a program, and then you're just done. Then what? On to the next thing. Eddie Kingston's n- never open weight champion or uh, uh, GHC FBI champion because God forbid everyone has to have a fucking title belt. Yep. And then, then what? It did nothing for anybody. It didn't make Punk a bigger star. It didn't make Eddie Kingston a bigger star. It did fucking nothing. Wet fart, man. Did, Big big thing too, fucking the hottest tag team was the acclaimed. My God, did they cool them motherfuckers off? Yep, they they, they do that with everybody though. Look, Wardlow, the acclaimed, fucking um, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks. They fucked mm-hmm. him down, you know, real real quick. Um, FTR is always in a damn cycle where they're the best tag team in the world, and then they're fucking nothing. And then oh, we need to pop a number. Let's Let's put them in the Young Bucks on pay-per-view and get another match out of that and then kill it. So, Don't get me wrong. Satinum Singh! They, the they did the same fucking bullshit where they hot shot that fucking feud on like a dynamite instead of put on pay-per-view. And then they finally had a pay-per-view match, and that's cool. They had a great match. And, you know, say what you will, the Bucks do the same shit in every fucking match, but I love FTR. So it's it was a good match for what it was. But then they do the exact same fucking match at All In. It was the exact well, same fucking match that they did. Well, the same spots, everything. Well, never forget that they fucked over FTR, too. FTR wins every every belt known to man. All they need to do is in the AEW ones. And nope. The Bucks say, we don't want to do business. Um, we don't want to do it. Then they drop the belts. And then they go and do a, and create trios belts and win those and do a best out of five for them. So, you know. Is it, just, here's another look, one. Here's another business, The Lucha Brothers. Business as usual. The Lucha Brothers are fucking over, man. Pentagon yep. and Phoenix are—they were fucking over. What are they doing now? Miro, Miro gets a streak. Then they cool him off. Don't do anything with him. But they want to push Wheeler fucking Yuta down your throat, and no one gives a fuck about <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. No, no. Here's the thing. I know you don't like Wheeler. You don't like Wheeler Yuta. But kudos to them for trying to make somebody. They did try to make him um, at least Give make up. him seem like a bigger deal. Give up, guys. Listen, uh, leave Wheeler Yuta alone. We have, um, what's his face that's with, um, that's with 
kill switch now kill switch uh, we can go on the that pro- for, uh, the, the prodigy but, uh, nick wayne yeah we got nick that, wayne oh um, dance and danny garcia real quick fun fact about wheeler yuda he does not know what a trash bag wrestler is Oh, he is. One. Well, he's like fucking twelve. Like, what do you think? Why don't you think he doesn't fucking know? <laughs> Jeff and I were Jeff and I were giving him shit when he was fighting um Logan a few weeks back, and we just kept calling him a trash bag wrestler. He just stares at us. He's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you should have called him Superhuman TV Show on fucking steroids. I, I told him that. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't, I can't see that now. He looks just like yeah. him. <laughs> I was calling. I was calling him Ben Shapiro too. <laughs> oh, he does like if he shaved his beard, he would look just like Ben Shapiro. Oh, and dude, I, no offense to Hakuro Shida, but I don't give a fuck that she's a three-time AW Women's yep. Champion. Sorry, what was the whole reason that Soraya won the belt just because they were in London and then she loses yep. it on a random mm-hmm. ass dynamite? I mean, literally, just, yeah. just don't. Give I will a say, shit. I I am a fan of uh, Tony Storm. I liked her when she was a little bit thicker because I look like my girl's thick. Um, she lost that ass, and I'm a little bummed about that. But her character is fucking fun. I like that. I'm I'm glad they're doing some shit like that. But same thing, man. Like it's got a shelf they, life. The they fucking with it. they were doing something really good with Orange Cassidy, where Orange Cassidy was defending the fucking belt all the fucking time, and it was adding prestige to the title belt. Which was it? The Continental title he has, or the Universal or whatever fucking what are they calling it? It's the All Atlantic Championship or some bullshit. Directional international title now, I think. The North Star Championship. Mm -hmm. He was he was defending that title, but he was to his credit, he was going out there and having good matches with fucking everybody. And then they put him in there with Moxley. Moxley beats him. It's like what the fuck? Why? Why did Moxley Moxley didn't need that fucking belt? Like why? Look how many people got injured after that. Moxley got injured. Pentagon got injured. Fucking Adam Cole got injured. Tried to do a run in on the same fucking show. Like it's man. I don't know. It's just bad. It's bad booking. It's and to me. They don't take care of the, they don't save the wrestlers from themselves. And I WWE get shit for that. Cause they don't let them do everything they want to do, but there's a fucking reason they don't let them do everything they want to do. They end up like a, who's the guy Dante Martin that fucking, Twisted his mm-hmm. ankle around in a corkscrew and broke uh, it and all that shit. That's I on my list. That. I called that. It's just, it, it's the same shit every time. And I know we expect it to change that they're going to see the error of their ways and be like, okay, man, we shouldn't do some of this shit. But nope, they don't care. They just, oh, here you go. Go, go, go jump off a ladder. Let's, let's make a four way la- tag team ladder match for no fucking reason and see if these guys don't kill themselves. And you've got the best fucking tag team in the world, FTR, and that's what you do with them. Fuck that. So I want to I want to kind of put a pin on on a lot of this AW stuff. I know Ryan, you said you have a list. We kind of are going like all over the place. But I, I read tweets where people were like, "I love working for AEW. Um, I, it made me fall in love with wrestling again." Which that may be the case, and that's cool. But the environment that you're in is not making money. You oh. might be making money. But the company overall, it's not making money because it's not growing. By now, there should be some kind of growth with the company. WWE is literally having record numbers in gross margins. And I know part of it, you know, because of the sell and they let people go and people boohoo because people get released. Motherfuckers, it happens all the time. AEW releases people too. It's not like it's just, this is a new thing. It's whenever this they WWE has been doing releases like this for as long as I can remember. But 
just because you like the company you work for doesn't mean the company is, is that great for <laughs> everybody at, else. Look at ACW. That's a prime example. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would like my company too if they were paying me millions of dollars to wrestle, you know, five times in six months. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really have to do anything. Like, you know, I get to stay home with my family or come into this show or come into that show. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, because Tony's a money mark. So yeah, I, I I would love it also. Hmm. Um, I wanna I wanna shoot from the hip if I if I may for a second. Um, I wanna I wanna send a big fuck you to whoever this you know wrestling club guy is, uh, Victor Taylor Perry, who fucking just jerks everything off about AEW and women's wrestling off. Yeah. It, uh, first of all, fuck fuck them kids. Okay. Second of all, okay, the fact that you have the absolute cones to come on Twitter and give star ratings like your, you know, Dave Meltzer, you know, watching over kids, and you have no fucking idea what the hell you're talking about. Everything is a four or five star classic. Everything is five plus stars if it involves anything with AEW or women's wrestling. He gave that bullshit Athena Willow match from one of those Ring of Honor shows. He gave that six stars. He can go fuck himself because he has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And he better just be doing this for the kids. Because if those kids are into it, that's cool. But like... I watch like he puts out like his schedule of the like of like the matches they watch. He had like they they do this shit like two or three times a day. Oh God! Yeah, hold on. I'm well, because he li- he lives with his mother. I can already tell you that right now. Then no, he's a freaking school teacher. No, he's a school teacher. Well, I, I think both can be true. I think he can be a school teacher. <laughs> I, 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 I think he can um, be a school teacher and still live with his mother. <laughs> I mean, you're 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 not wrong, but being in the profession myself, I don't have fucking time, dude. I would love for somebody to find time in my day, in my schedule every day, to to you know be like, oh hey, uh, kids, c- come here. Oh sorry, so it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday every week. So they do matches at lunch and recess. And then, like, four to five matches after school. No. I don't want my kids watching wrestling with this guy. Just saying. And this I'll... is in the building, too. But the, but the fact he comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, um, Athena and Willow, it's so groundbreaking and revolutionary. Six stars. They killed it. Go fuck yourself. The fact that they stole every finish from, like, old ROH matches is not innovative. No, it's the it's the complete opposite. It it makes no sense. Also, there's another star that they hot and cold is Britt Baker. She should be the fucking face of the AEW oh, yeah. division. And she doesn't exist anymore. Where's well, she, where's, too where's she been? They're too busy breaking her nose every time she gets in the fucking ring. Also, Thunder Rosa, Eddie's favorite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we we made a comment when we went to that show a few weeks. Jason back. Jordan. <laughs> we went to that show a few weeks back, and Jeff leans over. He goes, "You know who wouldn't like this? Thunder Rosa." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Eh, fucking cunt." I, I gotta tell you a story really quick. So we went to Walmart, and like, legitimately, one whole peg was nothing but Thunder Rosa. 
And I looked at my wife and said, "Oh, when would you look at this?" I'm like, "There's a there's a gun hanging from this peg." <laughs> <laughs> she said, hey, "Eddie, there's kids present. Well, they need to fucking know too. This bitch is a cunt." Right. <laughs> now, now, never too young, you, Travis. I said what I said. <laughs> I'll die on that cross. What a bitch. Yeah. Arby's, um, we have the beef. <laughs> uh, um, uh, God, God. Sorry. Never, never forget. I was motherfucking her on Twitter right away, and Matt was like, "Oh, we want to be safe and make sure." Fuck that. Fuck, Fuck her. you. I, ra- I ran her. I ran her ass down from the fucking get go. Oh, and in hindsight, and with forty eight hours, we were all correct. Uh, get out. <laughs> so, so just to give you an example of what this guy fucking sounds like, so. What did everybody think of the women's war games match from this past Saturday? Serviceable. It was okay. I mean, I thought it was a little herky jerky, but it was it, it wasn't the best thing and it wasn't the worst thing. Quote. The women's war games match was absolutely incredible. Built on multiple layers of storytelling, this match was a showcase of history and innovation. The pacing felt deliberate with a strong emphasis of what it means to have cohesion on a team. Epic finish. Five stars. Innovative. It's literally a rehash of last year's fucking War Games match and the year before that. And actually, the EO Sky Spot was two years ago. Yes. So here's the thing. I told you guys this. There should not be two War Games matches. I'm all about equality. I'm cool with women having a match. I'm cool with men having a match. But you fucking lessen the value of a match when you have two of them it takes the effect away i'm sorry hell in a cell. it's a prime example yeah you have three hell in a cell matches no one fucking cares like i don't fucking care i want to see someone die off this motherfucker i want to see someone own heart this bitch that's all i'm saying i don't want to oh. see some women, <laughs> some women. <laughs> that's bad taste i'm just kidding obviously but like <laughs> sincerely i don't want to see I don't want to see two or three of the same fucking matches. Why would I want to see that? That's like going to, um, it's, just, it's almost like going to a tournament and seeing it's like the Crockett Cup. There's nothing but tag matches. There's only so many fucking tag matches I can see. There's only so many tags fucking spots that you can do that are different from the last match. So it's just like with the War Games match. Everything they did in that match had already been done, and they've done it better. The women's NXT match, uh, NXT War Games match, I think it was the first year they did. The women's where Rhea Ripley was in there, and that's when uh, Dakota Kai turned on Tegan Knox. That's probably one of the best women's. Yeah, war that games was a good matches. one. That was a so, good one. And even the men's, that's when Kevin Owens came out as their mystery partner. So that one goes twenty nineteen. That sounds right. But you can't sit there and say it's innovative. To me, the women's match was clunky. Like they were like waiting yep. for spots to happen. Uh, like they herky, were trying. Herky jerky. And the same as thing it always is. Does. Those matches are like you're gonna you're gonna be like that because you're obviously you're killing time till you get to the fucking spot where everybody's in the match, and that's when the match fully kicks into gear. But like, this, I also this- think uh, I also think this guy too is also working a little bit. Like, um, he's in his own little world. Whoever this guy is, that is my first my first getting wind of this guy. But whoever this guy is, he's also working a little bit. You know, I'm sure there's a hundred people who follow him and tell him he's the best thing since sliced bread, and that's why he thinks he's, he's you know, given he's working his niche audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Given mm-hmm. his real, you know, opinions, but yeah, Kyle, don't don't let this guy get you. Oh, get, another good an, another good one up. for you. 
Um, on all levels, um, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov is a five-star trilogy. Um, ha- has to be better. Has to be a better trilogy in NXT than the Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano. Here's All the right. thing, man. Huge fan of Dragunov. No fucking way is that statement true. No it fucking shot. And the no. only reason I t- I take this part personally is because this motherfucker is with kids, and he teaches kids on a daily well, basis. He is not giving us an equal rep- representation. Okay. Here's the thing. It, it's hard to be mad at the guy because it's his opinion. Like, I can't be pissed off because he has an I opinion I don't like. So it's just like Dave Meltzer. The thing is with Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer is he's, <laughs> is he's on a national, he's on a, like a worldwide basis that people take his word as the gospel. It's a fucking person's opinion. Yes. And if you want to jerk off to that person's opinion, that makes you fucking weird. I don't care about <laughs> that other person's opinion. I care about what I like, what I want to watch. So do I like Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes? Oh, fuck yeah. Do I think it's anywhere as close as the trilogy of matches at Chompa and Gargano? No. no fucking way. So he can have an opinion, but in my, in my opinion, he has a bad opinion. Yeah. You, they can't even compare those two. I mean, it's two no. different kind of stories and everything else. But but that's the pro- but that's the problem with all of this. It's like, yes, everybody has an opinion, but everybody thinks their opinion... Like I said, we give our opinions on this right now. If you like them, cool. If you don't, no problem. But we're not Fuck telling them. you that, like, hey, our opinion's right. And if you don't, then something's wrong with you. Like, no, no, no. We're, we're not saying that. These people on the internet and on giving star ratings and doing all that are like, hey, this is my opinion. Cool. And if you don't like it, then, like, oh, then you need to get your eyes checked. Like, oh, okay. Well, thanks, uh, said wrestling person who's been watching wrestling since 2017 who probably didn't even watch their gargano champa stuff from the fucking get-go but sure that's that's what we run into on our podcast and um shout out really quick uh, we already know who next week's lene mounting mark is going to be uh and there's a guy named nasty yaffa and he he rate he rates matches once like one star like to me you have to be a complete fuck up or like at a ten, not even a star, as out of ten, one out of ten. You have to be an absolute fuck up for your match to be a one out of ten. I wrestled. I was dog shit. Never had a one star match. Never didn't had he a rate, one star match. Didn't you tell me earlier he rated Benoit and Angle from the Royal Rumble two thousand three yes. one star? A fucking one out of ten. One of the oh, well, best matches in wrestling oh, history. This no. motherfucker rated a one out of ten. This is well, why we shouldn't have social media. People this, shouldn't be able to put their on, opinions online. Hold on, <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this, well, is this on? Is this on Cage Match? Yeah, yes. it's on Cage Match. Oh, I will, I will, right. I will pull it up and I will send it to you. Hold on. Can I screen share this, on this thing? This I can says, screen share on this thing, right? Problem, Look at the problem, BBC, right? USA Today, ESPN, CMC, <laughs> and Punk returned. Look at there, because I'm sure they know who Kenny Omega is. I'm so sure. Hey man, yeah. everybody knew who Okada was. He popped a huge number on Dynamite. Just all saying. Right. Um, Over so, 71 million views across all social platforms. Sorry, I'm just reading the stuff that the WWE is putting out. Boy, they are they are pushing you. The most viewed Twitter video of all time with a what? No way. Dude, the most viewed. They they did there. now again. We don't know for sure, but they said the most viewed Twitter the most viewed Twitter video of all time with 24 million views. Ooh, I don't know about it. well, probably for WWE, but okay, maybe general, may, maybe that's what they meant. Maybe that's yeah. what they meant. Um, and since we're on Cage Cage match here for a second, um, 
Travis, the show, the Ring of Honor show you were referring to was Death Before Dishonor, uh, 2023. Um, yeah. it currently has an 8.72 rating out of 10 on Cage Match with 140 votes. Um, to be considered, um, in the running for quote unquote greatest show of all time, you have to have at least 100 votes. And for Ring of Honor standards on Cage Match. That is the best show, or the highest rated show, I should say, that has at least 100 votes. No fucking way. No fucking way. Really quick. <laughs> really quick. So I have this pulled up. I have this pulled up really quick. I want you, I want to tell you guys what this guy wrote about Benoit and fucking Kurt Angle from Royal Rumble 2003. One match. out of ten. Yeah, this has never done it for me. Kurt Angle was so damn boring in his heat segments. There was nothing good, interesting, or compelling about them. (laughs) Kurt's selling was so bad, too. Benoit was clearly the better man here, and honestly, Angle came off as a poor man's Benoit. Benoit's good selling carried the match, but it wasn't good enough to make it good. One star. star. Benoit's half the fucking match. Benoit's half the fucking match. I said this on fucking wrestling (laughs) recommendations. He's half the fucking match. That's five fucking stars out of ten. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, really quick. So, overall, this match is rated a 9.4 out of ten. And this is... Of course, uh, it is. Kurt. This is Kurt Angle and Benoit's highest rated match together. I want to say it's probably Kurt's highest rated match overall. And Dave Meltzer has never given that man a five star. Hey, four point seven five is a five, motherfucker. It's a five. <laughs> Can yeah, we stop? My dick's Waste. four point five inches. That's almost a five. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's basically I'm a five hot now. <laughs> I'm fucking hot. You should be. It's the girth, not the length. Can we? Well, <laughs> he can yeah well, for these nuts. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Fuck him. Can we stop wasting our time on this earth that we have left talking about this fucking dickhead who's giving out one star angle fucking no, no, no. Benoit He's matches? Fine. He's fine. I want to focus on cage match, and nothing has over a hundred votes before that. So, um, anything from the early two, like the like you know the two thousands. Nothing, nothing there. Well, um, here, here's the thing too, really quick about cage match. Yeah. Cagematch.net is literally for the IWC. It is for the internet yes. wrestling community. So there's going to be a skew to some of these matches on purpose because a lot of these guys want to jerk off to the Japanese wrestling. Dude, kudos to you. If you like Japanese wrestling, that's, that's your fucking prerogative. You want to jerk off to that. I don't, man, I don't know care what you jerk off to in your bathroom. That's your fucking business. But like, that's what cage match is. And I've noticed that just from us reviewing matches that you'll have matches like Brett and Owen in fucking 94. And people will rate that low. Like, dude, this is the fucking feud of the year in 1994. They're fucking trolls. You're going to rate this match a fucking like a one out of fucking 10. Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Bar the fact that one man murdered his family and himself. I understand that. <laughs> but at the same time, one of the greatest wrestlers ever against one of the other greatest wrestlers ever. Standing ovation from the live crowd, one out of ten. Didn't do it for you. Yep. I bet your wife is fucking happy. He doesn't have a wife because he lives in his uh, fucking mom's did, did you uh, um did you hear uh the media scrum after the pay-per-view? Um Triple H was talking and it was some girl was like, Oh, this is Sarah from, you know, 
midnight Joshi or club or something like that. And he was like talking and he was like, Oh, Joshi. He was like, I see. I just always thought it was like women's wrestling. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, they were Joshi. And she just, I was like, Oh, I was like, look at Trips taking a little, taking a little backwards, uh, you know, backhanded compliment there. I was like, let her know. Trips. For him. I agree. For I, him. I, I, I agree. Oh, oh, yeah. oh and, the, and then while we're on that, uh, a real media scrum, like people are actually asking some hard questions. CBS Sports, Sports Illustrated, right. uh, nothing like Neckbeards Anonymous. Oh, I, Tony, I just want to say before I love the pay per view, I loved everything. Orange, Orange Cassie was Batch of the Night. Uh, I want to know what your Batch of the Night was. Yeah, because that's that's a good question. Tony, that's a really good Tony, question. Everything was great. You, you guys, you guys have two women's wrestling matches on the card. That must be incredible, Tony. What's your favorite color? Mm. Even uh, though, <laughs> even though we got, even though we got comp tickets, probably you and everybody fucking else. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, get out. We're we're on our greatest run of pay per views of all time. That was the greatest match I've ever seen. They had a they had a great Texas Death match. It was a great main event. It was a great oh, wow. women's match. Great, 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 great. I got to do the water bit, Hong. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Everything is fucking great to Tony Khan. He says the word great Tra- a Travis, thousand Tra- times. Travis, they're always on the best run. They've never been on a bad run. <laughs> like, this is the best run ever. Okay. So really quick. So once again, shooting, I saw somebody ask Dave, Dave, if you had to give out who the per- who the booker of the year would be for 2023, do you know who he said? No, I do not. <laughs> Probably said, fucking Scott Demore or something. He said he's he gone. He said Paul Levesque, and I'm very oh, shocked God. that he said that. Good stuff. So, in, in it's your not opinion, even a question. In it's your opinion, and in, in your your thought, it, it, can you say that WWE has had a great run this year when it comes to uh, PLEs to NXT? to everything they've been doing, would you say that they are having a pretty solid run for 2023? I'm going to counter that with a question to you because we were talking earlier about um, pay-per-view buys and um, just the casual fan or even younger fans being able to watch a product and just recognize people. Have any of you seen a bad uh, PLE or special event this year? I'm, 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 I'm going to say no, but there have been questionable decisions. Oh, we'll there have been that. questionable yeah. decisions for sure. But I think overall, in terms of what PLEs have been able to deliver, in terms of what NXT has kind of morphed in into what it is today, um, I think this is a great stretch for the for the for the company in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The 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 stuff listen, the stuff with Sammy and the bloodline. I mean, or my like that hold on. That that, that was that's this year, right? Am I losing my yes, mind? Yeah, yep. still okay. This year. Yep. okay, okay, yeah. So the stuff with that by its by and large is worth its weight in gold. I mean, it's just th- that match that, that him and him and that match that Sammy and Roman had at uh Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um this is probably one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Uh, and I, I and I I really mean it, and not not so much just not so much the actual like wrestling in the match, but just how everybody's waiting on again pro wrestling. Why do I want to watch this? Why do I need to care? Why? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they did that times a million, 
And it was just, it was great. It was absolutely great. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, like Travis said, questionable decisions, but I mean, that's wrestling, you know, um, with 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 that being said, as much as we hate AEW, they haven't done everything wrong this year. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm sure they've done some booking things. We're like, oh, okay, well that's a good idea. So that's fair. But Christian. yes, uh, yeah, he's been great. Yes, and uh, at last he's on his own. Um, he's been great, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean they've been really good. And and again, even if even if you say, oh Jeff, you're just being a homer. Okay, mm. so 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 let's just say so maybe it's not really good. But I, but like Eddie said earlier, I can tell you what they have been doing. Record fucking numbers, Jack. As in greenbacks, wampum, money. So if you don't like what they're doing, that's fine. But it may just be you because everybody else surely does. Well, and, yeah. and I'll, I'll answer both your questions right quick. No one can touch what Triple H has done this year. And I mean, it, it probably takes the whole creative team and all that stuff. But he should hands down win Booker of the Year. I mean, I know that's a fake award or whatever. But look at what he's done. The actual run of record-breaking numbers that the WWE's on. Do I agree that Roman Reigns wins every match the same way every time? I know Jeff does because he's 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 one of the ones. But uh, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. I still think Cody Rhodes should have probably won the belt at WrestleMania. Maybe so. But my thing is is you can't deny their numbers while AEW is going down the hill. And you can even have a, a spot for TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it. They progressively have gotten better this year with what they have done. New Japan, AEW, both have kind of either leveled off or, or going downhill. Like, you're not even hearing them talk about New Japan like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even – and to answer Ryan's question, I, I haven't seen a bad PLE this year. I mean, there's things maybe I didn't like or would have changed, but – Overall, the story continues to make sense. The story continues to roll over, and it's something that Triple H said after WrestleMania when Cody didn't win. Is like, you don't know what the end of the story is yet. Like, you know, this is part of the story. Well, and that that tells you that he's at least thinking ahead, and it's not booking on the fly like Tony Khan does. My biggest complaint, other than Roman Reigns having to have an army to fucking beat everybody, because it make in the long run it essentially makes him look weak too. I think you take away from him. I get you want to make him a chicken shit hill, blah, blah, blah. I get it, whatever. Um, but you, sense, you've you had three opportunities to pull the trigger on this man, when someone beating him and it being technically four now, um, to, to make something bigger out of this title reign. To me, I always go back to Drew McIntyre. Drew should have won the title at Clash of the Castle. Yes. Because the crowd was there for it. Drew did not get his WrestleMania moment. That could have been his WrestleMania moment. I think it's a mistake that that didn't happen. I think Sammy taking the title, I knew it was not going to happen. We were too deep already into the whole Roman and Cody storyline. This wasn't going to happen. But it would have been a really good opportunity, even if you see, if even if he would have held it for a day and Roman beat him the next day. But then, like I said, they're so invested in this feud. That or this title reign, they want it to be something bigger. They've literally booked themselves into a corner with it. That's what they've done. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes, Cody, and we've talked about it. To me, Cody Rhodes does not need the title belt. Cody's over. Cody doesn't need it. it. It's Jay. Jay needs to beat him, if you ask me. And Jay could have been that guy. But, man, 
if you were going to pull pull it the trigger on somebody and make them a fucking super superstar, goddamn LA Knight, you could have oh, made yeah. him yeah. into a mega, mega, yeah. mega star as that champion, and it would have meant the world, and it would have made him look like an A plus player. They've done nothing with LA Knight, so I, that's something I can kind of have a grief about. Well, yeah, he could have been. He could have replaced Orton. He could have been the man in the uh, in the War Games. But you know, I, I get why they did Orton. That was a big, big moment too. But it's interesting to see what they do with LA Knight after this. I, I see him and Logan Paul maybe, and I think that will actually be a pretty cool spot for and, him. And I get that too. Dude's over. I mean, you know, they kind of did the same thing with Steve Austin. Steve Austin was over. They gave him an, an intercontinental title run. And then, you know, of course, he gets his fucking neck broke But in the process. But he gets even more over in that in that time frame, goes on, wins the Rumble, becomes the man. Um, you could essentially do that with someone like an L.A. Knight. But the problem is when some of these guys are hot, I mean, you got to fucking strike while the iron's there, man. Like, while it's hot, you got to get it. Yeah, and yeah, they, yep. they drop the ball sometimes in that situation. And I think it's it, it always goes back to when people were cheering for Daniel Bryan. and they had to put Daniel Bryan in that position. Like they had to make him, you know, win at WrestleMania 30. So I, I think on their end, it probably gets frustrating because they already have, you know, X, Y, Z planned out for this long. And then someone gets over and it's like, fuck, what do you do? And then you have to try to make room for it. And then it happens. So I understand the process. I am a WWE stand y'all. So I'm just going to say it. Like I, I grew up watching WCW and WWE and WWF. And the WCW was gone, so WWE was my shit. So um, I just feel like someone's going to say we're like WWE stands because we don't give them enough shit. Um, but I feel like I am. I feel like they've, they've done right by me more than they've done wrong. Well, well I mean, we've ripped, we've ripped them a million times on this podcast. Well, at least our our podcast a million fucking times. So, But yes, continue. Yeah, we don't care. Well, and here's the other thing. At least in the Daniel Bryan situation, it got where it was almost toxic. Like Vince McMahon was doing it to the point where fans were turning on the baby faces they had set up and different things, at least with like Triple H's way of doing it is these guys have an out. Like it's not like when they didn't even put Daniel Bryan in the fucking rubble that year at all. And they booed Rey Mysterio out of the ring. Yep. At least with LA Knight losing, he has a lost in a crappy way. So there's always the chance, you know, that he could still be the guy to beat him. Like the triple H doesn't dash those dreams in the dirt completely. <laughs> it leaves a little bit of hope. I mean, and, but you, I, I agree. Drew McIntyre clash at the castle. I mean, you could even throw the fact in there that Sheamus could have beat Gunther in his reign as intercontinental champion when they were having those matches at clash at the castle and WrestleMania. But there's a, some kind of end game here. And I get they're trying to make the t titles more prestigious. And with Gunther, they definitely have. Like, whoever beats him for the Intercontinental title, it better go on a fucking run and, and be a huge baby face afterwards. But I think you've built Gunther up so much, it's going to be hard for any baby face to beat him and be as big a star as he is. Yeah, but, damn sure ain't the Miz, I can tell you that. No. Well, I've had theories about this for a little while. Who's a young up-and-comer? who's a little bit on the bigger side, who used to be a face, but is now working as a heel. He's in NXT. It... Don't say Baron Corbin. It's fucking Braun Breaker. Ah, I could see that. Seth Rollins coming out. Yeah, fuck him too. Uh... <laughs> Whoa. 
<laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah. Um, so let's bounce around a little bit. I want to shit on this Continental Classic for a second. <laughs> Please um, do. So the first thing that really grinds my gears about this is that it's being advertised as the first tournament of its kind. It's not. In a... In America, let me correct myself. The first tournament uh, of its kind in in America, which is still incorrect. What, uh, <laughs> Battle for Glory series. TNA beat you to the punch, bitches. I have a question. Yeah. What What the hell are you talking about? Oh, the oh. AEW Continental Classic, and this is a quote. Um, this is a professional wrestling round robin tournament hosted by the American promotion All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so essentially. You have, yeah, essentially it's just um, a 12-man G1 with just two groups. Um, You have uh, the Blue League, which... uh, You can stop. You can stop now. You can stop now. I'm good. I got got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, it. Yeah. I'm going to clean this up for you, though, just for people who may not know. Um, is there a is there a belt or a trophy at the end? Or yes. oh, three there's belts. not just there's three belts. There's three belts. <laughs> AEW triple crown, baby. Uh so in the so there's the blue league, Jeff, and the gold league. I like to continue. Uh, the blue league is Brody King, Claudio, Andrade, Danielson, Daniel Garcia, and Eddie Kingston. He'll come up here in just a second. Um, as to why there's three titles. The gold league is 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 switchblade mox swerve jay lethal mark briscoe and everybody's favorite roosh um, oh god all all, so, all guys i like and are all gonna get fucked besides what one Moxley. yeah not um, but yeah i'm sorry yeah besides trash bag <laughs> so uh you get three points you for a win <laughs> three points for a win one for a draw zero for a loss no one is allowed at ringside violation of this rule may result in a one point deduction eh, so that's not a certain rule but it's it's not overbooked enough yet jeff it's not overbooked enough yet here comes the overbooking in um, theory eddie and this is essentially this whole final is built around Eddie Kingston because um, well, and here's, and here's why Um, the two group winners from one from the blue league and one from the gold league uh, advanced to the championship final at world's end, uh, which is their AEW's pay-per-view, which everybody will pay 49 99 to buy. Um, The winner will become the inaugural AEW triple crown champion. So what that entails, Jeffrey, is that not only smart (laughs) (laughs) fucking basketball, love it. So not only do you get the this AEW uh, this AEW Continental Championship, you also get uh, the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship as well as the Ring of Honor World Championship. Why? Because the the opponents are in it that have the belts. Um, Eddie Kingston put both of his titles on the line, saying that whoever wins this should be the rightful champion. Eddie and Kingston they, has two belts at the same time. ROH yeah. title and the uh, never open weight championship, and Parking. they're creating a new title for this Continental Classic tournament. <laughs> so that's bullshit. Three Jeez. titles. Hold on, and this is the best part. 
you're getting a you're you're getting an AEW championship because you've won this tournament. So in turn, you then get a new Japan title and a Ring of Honor title with it. So you're a triple crown champion with three different promotions. What the fuck kind of sense does this fucking bullshit make? So <laughs> so if the beers beat Detroit and Denver beats Atlanta in the American <laughs> Southwestern Division East Northern, then Milwaukee goes to the Denslow Cup. Unless Baltimore can upset Buffalo and Charlotte ties Toronto, then Oakland would play LA and Pittsburgh in a blind choice round robin. And it's if like... no clear winner emerges from all this, a two-man sack race will be held second of Sunday <laughs> until a champion can be crowned. This is, this is a great that's a great poll. So good. So fucking good. Baseball. Oh boy. <laughs> Baseball. <Next fart. laughs> sure. Uh why not? Dude, Jesus. it's more bullshit booking for bullshit booking's sake. Like, and no one gives a flying fuck. Oh like, uh, a two-man stack race will be held on consecutive Sundays until the winners crowd. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm tired. That's funny. I gotta watch baseball soon. God, so good. <laughs> I uh, this, this is just uh, oh, and and then just the point that not only is this tournament dumb and pointless, but then again, you shoot yourself again in the foot and say that nothing like it has been has been in American professional wrestling. You so, are a fucking tool. This also yeah. essentially is a fuck you to Ring of Honor because now their title technically doesn't exist by itself anymore. They don't have a Ring of Honor World Championship. It's part of a triple crown that no one gives a fuck about. Just throw well, the Owen title in there, too. Just make it a quadruple crown. So that was my next question. So uh, they're all together at all the time? They're like all the time from here on out? Or how does that work? Until sure. Tony decides to separate them. I mean, that's what they're essentially saying at this point. Yeah. They're they're all together. <laughs> Dang. There, there's what? There's How many men are in this tournament? Is it 12? 12. 12. Yeah, two of them are going to be injured before the fucking finish is going to happen. So who do you think is actually going to make it to the end? Brian Danielson's going to be one injured. Oh, a hundred percent. I just I he'll just win it. He'll it. he'll win the whole thing, and then and then Susie wins it. He's going to have he'll get hurt, and there's going to be another. There's going to be a tournament for the tournament. Dude, it's just not. It's not well thought out. It's stupid. And then they'll sell tickets for it a year a year out. Because if anybody really wanted to see that, they just watched the G1. They yep. just watched the G1. It's all, it's all you need to do. And it has no credibility to a tournament. You're creating another fucking championship when you have an international title. What the fuck's a continental title? Isn't it the same fucking thing? Like, I mean, this is also the same guy that created a belt. It's an all-Atlantic championship. It had a goddamn Japanese flag Japanese on flag it. Japanese flag on it. Yeah, it's called <laughs> geography. Fucking people. Jesus. <laughs> Just, just, uh, just snort enough blow to blow out the back of your fucking head with it. Just end it. Mm, Rollins out here talking about punk. Oh, to call him a bitch yet? He called him a hypocrite. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's right. Yeah, he's not wrong. So, fuck Justin Credible, by the way. GCW bitch. Fuck no, that fuck motherfucker. Him. <laughs> fucking fucking booking us as a podcast book booking us in podunk Fred Fredericksburg, Virginia just to uh you know just just to go to the grocery store like 
and demanding the payment now. I have I I had to go back. I found the chats. I found the Twitter mess messages back and forth between us. And he's like, "Oh, you're better uh, than me." You know what? You, you know what? Screenshot those and send those to me because I I have no problem motherfucking people. I don't I care know. about what what I don't chance, care about any. What chance is Seth Rollins getting? By the way, CM Punk chance. Oh really? Well, so, not now, but he was when he was out here at first. And you, you and you know what? I'm very professional. I'm like, hey. Yeah. How long? Sorry, good. How long's Nashville from you guys? What? Uh, about three hours. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Should have went. So, so should have. Uh, my black ass would have been in there. I can tell you that. <laughs> so I give him a brief introduction, and because we're on, because we're on Justin Grable now, I give him a brief introduction of the podcast that we were working for, and I'm like, hey, we want to extend an invitation to to you. Come on. You know, any any time we record on these days, this time. Um, so he says, I'm doing podcasts and taking bookings for them. I would like to appear, but I do have a $50 book, booking fee, which is which is fine. Well, I mean, we paid to have Camille on. So, I mean, it's not out of the ordinary, you know, for you know people to charge a you know, booking fee. It's fine. Um, <laughs> with 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 COVID-19. Me and my colleagues have lost tens of thousands of dollars and not being able to wrestle. So this is just a small way to help us make a little bit of a living. It's actually been common practice among some of us lately. So if you're still interested, that's awesome. And then, um, you know, we go back and forth for a second. Um, And quite frankly, and we get to talk about payment. He goes, and quite frankly, if you could do it tonight, it would be great. I'm broke, bro. I could use some groceries. Uh, dick bag. Also, y'all mentioned Camille. I want to shit on NWA next. <laughs> Can we shit on NWA? Uh, yeah. So he gives me his phone number, which I still have. <laughs> <laughs> Call him right now. Call him right now. <laughs> um, he says, he Mr. says, Credible. Me... <laughs> uh, he says, let me know when you want to do it, my my friend. I got to go to the store real quick to pick up some dinner, but I'll hit you back over here. Let me know. And then um, we will go for two hours. We only get about 45 minutes because uh, they were taking his uh, kid to the doctor. So not only did we get stiffed out of our time, he never responded to messages. Um, at that point, I questioned whether or not he had a kid, uh, but I know he does. <laughs> Because he probably does pay his fucking child support. Um, so I hope whatever you bought from the grocery store that night gave you fucking food po- poisoning, gave you the fucking shit from like, um, what's that Ben Stiller movie about Polly? Um, uh, no, it's uh, what, uh, something about well, Mary? No, uh, no. Uh, damn, you know I know what I'm talking about. When, like, what? What would you along came Polly. Along yep. came Polly when like he eats the food and then he's just shitting his brains well, out on the toilet. I well, wish that was him that night. I think you're thinking about this wrong. It's either that or he's drinking or snorting or smoking whatever our fifty dollars went to. Shooting. Yeah, shooting. Hey, I hope the GCW knows that um if you're booking in for about a 20 minute segment, you're probably gonna get about seven um seven to eight. So, yeah. and then he'll just leave whenever he wants and say so his him, kid has another appointment. So t- t- tell him laying the kendo stick shots are uh, early and heavy. Yeah, tell him tell him to have fucking Sab- Sabu on you. Stand by. 
fucking cokeheads. But yeah, let's shit on NWA because Tyrus is a piece of shit and that company is going down the tubes. Why do you think it's okay to do coke snorting on fucking <laughs> pay-per-view? Like, why is that even a, a spot you need to do? Like, It pretty much cost you any kind of TV deal you have with the CW. I mean, Wait, what? <laughs> Jeff, you don't know about uh, You didn't hear about this? So I'm pulling up the uh-huh. article now. So supposedly they were in talks with the CW about getting a television deal. Yeah, and so I, NWA. I, they're on I the app that. now. They're on the CW app now. Yeah. Um, so at their Sam Hain, I'm sorry, but 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 for some people you call Sawin. Okay, same old, same old, tomato, tomato. Um, on their pay-per-view, they had a cutaway um where they were over to Father James Mitchell. I think it was him and Gags the Gimp and <laughs> some hookers. Yeah, some some hookers. And they're all doing blow. All of them. On the table, like cutting it up and like with a credit card and snorting it and everything. I'm pulling it up now because I just I can't believe you haven't seen this. And now Billy Corgan's doing a concert for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a local promotion and it's um Joe Kazana Promotions and he uh uh Joe Kazana wrestles locally i think he wrestles for the nwa too i could be wrong but his dad was a professional wrestler so they run a show somewhere here in tennessee it's not too far i'm not sure where it's at but billy corgan is going to be there so it's essentially a nwa house show but i wanted to share a few things because i have heard from a few sources um, that have worked for nwa that they pay dog shit and that's the reason they can't keep people they pay people maybe a third of what they normally make Hmm. Oh, shit. Um, and then wonder why they can't keep anybody that's worth a value. So I can't speak for people like um, EC3 and stuff like that, but I know firsthand that um, they do not want to work for them. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when we went and saw them, we went and saw Always Ready. I got my tickets for free. So I got the show was pretty packed. It was pretty for it was a pretty good show. The next day they did the house show or the tapings. And you can ask Travis, NGW blows their crowd away with how many people were there. If it wasn't for us, there wouldn't have been that much crowd interaction at either fucking show. No. Like, we were all over Tyrus. We were all over G's. We were my all voice over... was gone. Like, we had fun. But then, and then it was Finn, my son Finn's birthday. And then Brandon was like, it's his birthday. And the, the entire crowd saying happy birthday to Finn. So that was pretty cool. But um, it was, it, it, it's pathetic, man. Like, they were on to something. They were on to something for a little bit. The, yes. The, pan, the pandemic the pandemic killed the NWA. But I can sit here and tell you that the uh Matt Cross does not wor- work for them for a reason. No. Um, um I'm um, just gonna slightly correct you there, and I think you meant to say Matt Matt fucking cross. Yeah, you're right. Um so uh, Seth Rollins is standing in the ring with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre headbutts him and actually headbutts a little bit of the belt and splits and splits himself open. Nice. Uh, then he like Claymore kicks um, Seth Rollins and his kilt falls off and he's just wearing like underwear. Perfect. Wow, <laughs> just a chef's kiss. All, also, heel brother. 
Speaking of he's chefs, literally wearing this, like just like tight, just like you know, like boxer briefs. Hey, our our truth on Raw has been an absolute gem. <laughs> no, well, I saw he was like eating some fucking cupcakes or something. I was like, oh, God, no. Man. So Ooh, the whole jelly thing, rolls, so, man. Yes, his jelly rolls there. The, the whoever he is, <laughs> he's a country rapper, or whatever. But the whole thing was is uh, the lead into this like tag team gauntlet thing or whatever is that you know jelly roll was gonna watch him so r-truth comes in and was like oh hey man what's up what's up hey i'm looking to find where the jelly rolls are you know and he's just like okay i can't i can't talk to you i gotta go to catering now i gotta go find the jelly rolls so that's why they cut to that jeff and what you saw was r-truth eating said jelly rolls but then the judgment day walked up and then he goes and he goes i'm sorry but I can't be the fifth member of your team for war games. He was an NBA champion, damn it. Yeah. Goddamn right he was. Everybody better recognize. He's K Quick and he's about to get rowdy. Oh, you don't know? You better ask somebody. K Quick. That's a name I Quick and D O Double G getting rowdy. It's funny because I was watching episodes, like old old episodes, you call it episodes, old Survivor Series pay per views to get hyped for the show. And I watched 89, and my son loves older wrestling. So, yeah. like, he wanted to see Dusty Rhodes. He just, he savage. He just fucking loved it. And then I put on Survivor Series 2000, and I forgot that. Road Dog, K Quick, the one Billy Gun in China are on a team against the Radicals. And I said, "Oh shit, there's K Quick." And then I look and said, "Holy <laughs> shit, our truth looks younger now than he did then." <laughs> Fucking damn. amazing. Good for him. It's thrilling. Um, okay, so we've checked GCW off a little bit. Um, AEW's good. NWA. Um, NWA's checked off. Ring of Honor need- a little bit. <sighs> well, that we don't. <laughs> Why are we wasting any time on Ring of Honor? It 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 literally doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's gonna come up in my list here in about a couple minutes, so don't worry. Well, um, we, we we need to make sure. I don't know who I need to talk to hey, about this damn show, but we need to have this wrapped up before CM Punk comes on, buddy. I can tell um, you that right now. Well, <laughs> let me let let me just ask this before we jump into our list here, or I guess our two real, I guess quote unquote awards or whatever. Um, does anybody want to shit on TNA? Because I'm ready to fucking go right now. No, okay. shit, shit on it for what? For being TNA? I'm good. You mean Impact? TNA's yeah, not you're, playing, brother. Uh, you're but... goddamn right, Jeff. For it being TNA and being stable. I can tell you what I did see. I sorry ass fucking Scott Demore like and everybody this company like oh god shut the fuck up Scott Demore you and this fucking but it's fucking okay but it but it's okay for Cody to come back and cry because he's got to finish his fucking story and two years later he's not finishing the fucking story. What I'm not gonna do is man it's a long fucking book it's the Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings buddy. Listen to Scott Demore act like this is like Mid Atlantic or fucking or really, Jim Crocker promotions or something. Really quick, twenty years. They have the opportunity of Excellent. uh yeah, TNA's been around. TNA Impact Wrestling has been around Actually, longer than WCW, which is wild. Yeah, it's to been two thousand two thousand and two. So, so well, really quick, it, it is kind of demoralizing for them because they sound like they were in really big talks with CM Punk and was willing to offer him yep. a lot of money. Um, Will Ospreay was another one. Like, uh, yep. I know Sabre Jr. is another one. So there's a yep. lot of these guys that, that they could have tried to get to make a big wave. But here's the thing: man, um, they have a gr- they have a great roster right now. It's just yeah. 
they got to get the stink of impact wrestling off them. And I don't, I, I don't know if it's that or because they are TNA and they are a smaller promotion, they can throw whatever money they want to at guys like Punk and Osprey and you know Zack Saber Jr. But it, but a guy like CM Punk who's what forty five ish, mid forties somewhere in there. Forty five. Are you are you really looking to like be at the top of TNA right now? Are you really looking to take a pay cut to go to TNA? And no. and and, th- and, th- and this is me being a, t- a TNA guy, but also being a realist. Okay, you're 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 looking at WWE. Oh, Triple H is back into the Brinks truck. Done. Sold. Got it. I only got to work how many days? Done. Like, not even a question. Okay. Osprey is a little bit of a different story, I think, because Aussie Open was already in a. AEW, they already signed, they already committed, uh, and he can still stay at home and still work the TNA days and the New Japan days with his contract there, and he gets paid more because it's not Tony Khan's Khan's money. So it makes sense. So, so probably higher up up the card guys aren't going to want to swarm to TNA, but to Eddie's point, TNA has a fantastic roster. They have they have a lot of younger talent that. Rightfully so, they're you know pushing right now. So, hope hopefully, um, we kind of get caught in this rut of putting these outside guys over and just really focusing on the talent that we do have signed to to contract on roster, and we're pushing those guys to titles. Yep, fully sold on Josh Alexander. I think if you want to build a promotion around somebody, that's the fucking guy to do so. Yeah, I also I think, think somebody that would be really good to get him with the whole MLW stuff, uh, Hammerstone, that motherfucker oh. would be amazing in TNA. Or a Ziggler. Or a Ziggler. I think if you got a Ziggler there, oh, it'd be good. Yeah. I think that would be a great get for them because he's also a veteran presence. Not that they don't have that, but you have so many younger guys. And, and, and I say younger guys, but I'm talking about guys like, um, you know, Bay. Ace Austin, uh, the the Rascals, you know, young younger guys that are still kind of honing their craft. I want to say, um, you know who they probably, you, you know who they don't need to sign? Fucking Ryback. They don't because Fuck, from what Ryback. I hear, he's retired. Well, nah, he's man. retired, right? Nah, man. He had CM Punk had to return to AEW. He he changed. Oh, the, uh, son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh bitch. Yeah. So I look, I'm 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 the only one in our in our circle to watch Impact and TNA on a regular basis. So I'm super well aware that when I say, Oh, you you know what, you guys are shit on this, you should watch TNA. And they're like, Oh, well, no, TNA, and it does have that stink on it still. I think that Hogan killed TN TNA slowly from the outside mm-hmm. from the outside to the inside back out. Um, nasty I am, brother. Nasty, nasty I, am. I am. Hey, you know. So I think they're still trying to get the stink off, but I think I don't. I don't know if it'll ever really get rid of the stink. You know, I, I think it'll always be TN. That'll always be TNA. I I believe they have one of the low key best women's divisions in wrestling. Yes, but like yes. they've got Jordan Grace. They've got. Ugh. Yeah. Mickey James, they've got Trinity, they've got Deanna Perrazzo, they've got Killer yep. Kelly, they've got 
all these people that can go, I mean, Gail Kim's still hanging around doing stuff with them. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, they've got a good foundation for a women's division. I mean, it, it, to me, it's better than AEW's women's division. At least they know what they're doing with their women's division. Yes. Um, and you've got those veteran faces with Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Eric Young's back. Um, and then you've got the mixture of people and, and Moose. You've got pictures like Brian Myers, who's a veteran that's been around the block, been with different promotions. So, I mean, yep. all these guys are there that can help. And I, I just think that they need, like, one big centerpiece, somebody they can add to it, just grab some headlines, and the, they would people would talk about them a whole lot more. Oh, 110%. And I don't know if a guy like Punk and – like I said, I know I'm not a punk guy, but I also know that he's a draw. I don't really know how many new eyes you get with punk going to TNA with it being on Axis. And to watch their pay-per-views, you either have to pay through fight or you have to have Impact Plus. So the market for expansion with that, I don't know if CM Punk would have come in and done anything on a grand scale that just is what it is. You know, I think punk made the right choice, went back home. TNA's in a great spot uh, for TNA's hard to kill coming up in January. It's coming. Shilling over here. Shilling for TNA. Yeah. He, 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 he can't help himself. Uh, they all not, he, all, they all, I mean, they maybe they have 11 fans, fans now, all 11 other fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I think, um, so all we have left, um, and this was kind of my brain, my brainchild here, um, just a kind of, I guess, more of an open concept shoot premise here with this, um, is I came up with kind of two end of the year things for us to kind of come together with. Um, to bring our ideas to the table. Um, the one was the uh, worst moment of 2023. And I put it could be WWE, AEW, TNA, or one or one for each one. Um, and then I did the same thing for um, the most hated or the worst wrestlers. And they could be singular or plural um, of 2023. So, um that was that was kind of the parameters. Um, kind of do what you want with it. Um, but whoever wants to take the lead here and go first um, for um, let's go most hated or worst wrestlers um, of the year first. And then we'll go to moments because John Moxley. That's fair. <sighs> Yeah, I mean that's it. I'm not gonna get on here because I don't want to. I just don't want to lose this time off my life that I have left. Um, <laughs> I, I I really don't. But it's him by a country mile. Yeah, but for, I, for, for 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 me, I just don't understand. I get the appeal of Mox because it's Dean Ambrose and all the stuff, but he is just not a good fucking worker, man. Like he relies too much on the blood. He relies getting stabbed in the head with those skewers and shit in Japan. Like, it's just not, it's just not entertaining for me, man. Like, I just don't, just don't dig him. Like, he's just not my cup of tea. And I feel like his work is fucking sloppy. He has regressed since he was Dean Ambrose and he was sloppy as Dean Ambrose. He's 10 times worse now in what he does. 
And he could still cut a promo, don't get me wrong, but he's just he's just not fucking good. No, he, he isn't. And there, again, I could give you a million reasons why too, but then you listen to him like on a podcast and he's yeah, talking. Man. Yeah, and, yeah. And and you hear him talk and it's like, well, like you don't really give a fuck about your own work. You know what I'm saying? It's like so the AEW fans will champion him. Um, you know, and everybody else does wrestler of the year and this and that and all that. But then you hear him on the fucking podcast and like, he doesn't give a fuck whether he's heavyweight champion or not. He doesn't care whether he does this or not. And like, I'm not like, that's his prerogative. That's fair to him. But this is the guy that everybody's telling you is the best thing since sliced bread. Oh like, yeah. So, I did a uh, Tony Khan a favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's only what he said. Uh, I mean, I didn't even want the freaking belt, man. I was going to walk into the SummerSlam with it. Yeah, I was getting, I was slamming some dude on some cut up cans like the, the weekend before. It was fucking awesome. Like, oh god, okay, okay, all right. And this is, and this is the wrestler of the year. Okay, well, yep. Get me out of here. Yeah, um, I'm going to Swervy Boys. I'm not going to say wrestler, but I'm going to just say wrestling personality, and it's Tony Khan. No, it's fair. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would throw Athena in there too. I think she's reckless and not good. Yep. That's just me. I just think the whole thing about Tony Khan, have you ever seen the movie The Toy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has Richard Pryor in it. Yeah. 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 That, that's <laughs> who he reminds me of. His daddy bought him a toy, and all these wrestlers are his toys, and he wants to live out his fig fed, and these are all the guys that he wants to put on there, and he's like, Oh man, I got a dream match. I'm gonna love this. He books for himself. He doesn't book for the. He doesn't book for the masses. And I think if you look at him, his un, the way he's unhinged, it's scary yeah. um, to almost think about because the man was having a public meltdown on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it was like scary, like did scary he, shit. Then he calls out this man for his sexual harassment. This side's Ric Flair. <laughs> it made no sense. Like um, you can't, you can't be a you can't be a hypocrite like this, and then throw throw so much shade, but do the exact same shit. Now, you know, kudos to him. I mean, I don't see him out here, you know, at least publicly yet, um, paying for uh, paying off women for getting you know handies under a table. But you know, the guy just doesn't know how to book, and whoever's with him is not helping him. They're hurting him more so than helping him. Whoever is his coke man is definitely hurting him in the long run. <laughs> this poor man is going to be fucking dead somewhere. Hurting that wallet. <clears throat> no, I, now you ain't concerned about that. I've got two more, too, you could throw on the pile. Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I think he's not as good as he once was at all. He is his own biggest mark. If you watch anything he does on Twitter, he's retweeting how great his matches were and everything was. Yep. And then I'll even throw, I'll throw an NXT guy that I just don't see any fucking future in, and that's Von Wagner. I think yes! that dude. I think that yes! dude is fucking dull as yes! a fucking pile of bricks. I do not care anything about Von Wagner. I was really hoping Braun Breaker dropped those steps on his head for real, and we would you, never uh, see him again. Not not a big Beverly Brothers guy, huh? Uh, no, again. fuck, fuck Bo and Blake, man. <laughs> Minnesota was that? Was it the Minnesota uh, Shit. something crew? Like they came out dressed with like fucking goddamn minute work. At the end of a that was a rough that was a rough that was a rough that was that was a rough time. I forgot to, about that. I'm trying to think uh, of a WWE guy that I just don't think is great. 
I feel like um, Austin Theory kind of failed to wow us. Mm-hmm. I think he's someone that's on my list of somebody I just didn't see. They gave him the opportunity, just didn't run with it. Um, I know that we're supposed to be shitting on people, but I know we kind of skimmed over him earlier. But one person I got to put over, I love Christian. This heel character, it's fucking mm-hmm. Christian in real life because he's a cock. Yep. Oh, I that, that, fucking love it. I that, love it. That interview where he called out Brian Alvarez and he's like, oh, you're going to give me a little star rating? Oh, <laughs> oh you used to be a wrestler? Uh <laughs> Obviously, you didn't do very well because you're still not wrestling. Or something. Oh, the best. Dude, it was lo- the best. Loved, loved it was talking the best. to Marks. I'm, and I, I got to tell you, the the whole the whole little skit and segment he did with Edge and Edge gave him a hug and he told him to go fuck himself. Fucking pop me. It was great. I loved it so much. Agreed. He is a natural born heel because in real life he is a real piece of shit. Oh, he, he I is. Love that. <laughs> he is. Oh, let me go throw one more AW guy on the pile. And it, this will probably be if anybody's listened this far, this AEW fan, Darby Allen. I'm not a Darby Allen dude, and he is so fucking reckless. Like the choke slam he yeah. took on the dance apron from Kill Switch Luchasaurus was un didn't need to do that. The spot with Christian where he like made Christian drop him on the damn steps for no apparent reason. He, like body slammed him onto the steps. Like yeah. why? Christian tried to like not do it and then he asked him to do it for no fucking reason like just, just not a fan of because that's what he thinks wrestling, wrestling is uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm i'm with you i, I can't stand I, that fucking guy either i i also gotta say um completely not sold on hangman page i love the match he had with swerve um i mean it was gimmicked as fuck but i i had a really good time watching that match it, i was entertained but development this guy would not be past the mid card in wwe you, you you know why eddie because he ain't the guy and everybody wanted to tell you he was and then then they put him in a drunk bit for two years or a year and a half and everybody told you how he was so good and it never drew any fucking money at all like oh and now he's back doing the shit that he was doing before like also I, you could just for self-implosion um talk matt riddle Matt Riddle really royally mm-hmm. fucked himself. Um, I, I like the guy as a worker. I thought he had a pretty bright future, but all his drama fucked himself hard. And he has no one to blame but himself. Also, Keith Lee. Keith Lee fucked himself too. What what did Keith Lee do? Just um, being, being Keith Lee. Being okay, Keith Lee, okay. yeah. <laughs> um I have I have I have a list. Um, of course, because oh, I hate Jesus. everything, and I even have some TNA people on here as well. Um, PCO is just over the hill. He's enter, he's entertaining. He's more GCW guy than anything I think at this point. He gets a pass. He was a Quebecer. Go fuck yourself. He has one eye. <laughs> Better he had none. Okay, uh, Tommy Tommy Dreamer. He's on my list because he's a champion right now. In TNA, he's the digital oh. media. He's the digital media champion. What the fuck uh, is that? Tom, <laughs> Tommy Dreamer still won't take a choke slam, so he can go fuck himself. Um, Bully Ray now, and I'll get to more why here in a little bit. Um, and then finally, Eddie Edwards um, is on my is on the top of my shit list. He's just overrated as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't do much for for me there. He is a- not in shape anymore. I can tell no. you that. That's why he wears a t-shirt to wrestle. Um, 
AEW guys that haven't been said. Um, Nick Nick Wayne. Um, I'm not a Nick Wayne fan. No, and I think it's an I think it's an absolute disgrace to people who have actually worked the Indies um, for longer than he has, and then get the call up. But he just because he knows somebody. You know, it's because that's, his dad died, and he knows somebody. Because and that's all friends wrestling. So, um, next, uh, Ward Wardlow's kind of fell off the face of the earth. Uh, M- Marina Shafir, awful, so bad. Oh um, boys, really quick, yeah. they announced Jay Uso versus Seth Rollins for the title next Monday. Yeah, that'd be fucking good. Um, Sat- yeah, Satnam Singh on my list because he's BFN. Uh, that'd be big. That'd be big for nothing. Um, True. Uh, the last two people on my list. One is a talent quote in in air quotes. Aubrey Edwards, because uh, go fuck herself. Um, horse face herself. Yeah. And then last on my list is Soraya, because I still don't understand why we had to put a title on her when she doesn't wrestle. She's not, she's not as good as she used to be in the ring either. No, and then my WWE list. Um, um, I put I put Roxanne Perez on my list. Um, her care her character sucks. She's not a believable talent. Um, she's fine. She's not for me. Um, La- Lash Legend will always be on my list because she almost kills somebody every time she's in the ring with them. Um, I'm gonna shoot really hard here. Ava is on my list. That'd be the Rock's daughter because she's had one match. Since she's been in NXT and she sucks. Um, Nia, Nia Jax, another one always be on my list. Becky Lynch is incredibly bland. She's more bland than she used used to be. And now she's just your prototypical baby face. So um, she can fuck all the way off. Um, Bianca Belair, another one that will always be on my list. Uh, When your gimmick is that you have braids, that shit can just get to stepping. Sorry, get out of here. Um. Then I then I also have Booker T on my list because he's the worst commentator <laughs> this, this in part. professional wrestling. Your, your boy, your boy, Codron, waiting for this show. <laughs> the worst fucking commentator <laughs> in professional wrestling, hands down. Samantha Irvin's on my list. I she knew that was coming. Herself. Yeah, get, get it off your chest, big dog. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Roman Reigns is on this list solely. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck you. Fuck you, because he's had seven televised matches in 2023. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. I do. I do, because you're a damn world champion. (laughs) Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Jeff, you've always been a guy where if you don't defend your title within 30 30 days, you get stripped. You've always been that guy. But now because it's Roman Reigns and he's the bloodline and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread storyline-wise, it's fine. Well, you said everything I needed to say, so there's nothing I need to say. I'm glad we're (laughs) on the same page. Um, (laughs) And then the last one on my wrestler list is Gable Stevenson. Who? (laughs) I mean, I know who he is, but damn, he he ain't going to do shit. Gable Stevenson. The light-skinned guy. Yeah. Just throw Excalibur <laughs> on there, and you might as well go throw the AEW Shield Tony Schiavone on there too. That's fine. That's fine. Fucking throw them all on there because no, I because like that with Tony because I woke up and I fucking chose violence. That's why. Um, also, fuck Brett Lauderdale and all of GCW. Yes. Oh man. Oh, we're fucking people again. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck Gabe Sapolsky. <laughs> fuck that piece of shit. 
Fuck Abe Sapolsky. Uh, fuck Matthew Justice. Um, didn't buy that well, one. So, eh, that fuck Tyrus. My, fuck Tyrus. Yeah, yeah. That one will always be on my list because of you guys. So appreciate that. Fuck Matt Justice. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then just the last part is worst wrestling moments from the year in general. Um, I broke it down by again WWE, AEW, and TNA. But whatever worst re- wrestling moments of the year, whether it be booking, uh, biz business, just worst moments of the year in professional wrestling. Can we um, just say AEW as a whole? Yeah, yeah. So for <laughs> so for me, AEW as a whole slash John Moxley taking a fork to Hangman Page's head. On uh, fucking uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, Chris Jericho thinking he's Freddie Mercury in Wembley. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, that's uh, equally as bad. Just John Moxley over every promotion he wrestled for this year was garbage. That whole skewer bit that he did for two matches was terrible. Um, man, he, he's just not good. He, he's trash. I hate the fact that they have neutered MJF now. In AEW, like he went yep. from being like the biggest heel they ever had to having him crying like a baby back bitch at that press conference, and maybe they'll swerve me again, bro, or something. I don't know, but I feel like they have really hurt his character. I, I, I so AEW. So I saw that and I thought it was a bit. So that was serious. Yeah, apparently he was like super emotional. I mean, it oh, could be cool. a bit, but like they're playing it like he was really emotional with it. Uh, if, uh, if we're talking WWE, it is Cody Rhodes not winning at WrestleMania. It was yeah. the perfect way to cap off WrestleMania weekend. Um, I, I would say TNA, but I don't or Impact, but I've not really watched anything of theirs. So there's that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, did, I, I actually did watch the Osprey Speedball match, and that yes. match was fucking awesome. It was a yes. really good match. Mm-hmm. But Speedball Bailey can fucking go with anybody. Uh, yep. You guys saw you. Uh, you guys saw him. He fucking oh, rules. Yeah. Yep. Um, WWE, you could yeah. say the whole women's tag team title division. Oh yeah. Yes. If there's anything the you guys know, if there's anything people know me for, it is shitting on women's tag team title divisions. I think they're in the right track with Chelsea Green and stuff now, but for a while, everyone was getting hurt. They couldn't get a storyline going for shit. Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of, it, it was God awful there. Um, but man, I, there's not a whole lot of bad. I mean, I guess if you could just go to individual moments on raw and stuff, there's bad stuff, but well, I, I have a lot of shit on WWE about, to be honest. I think, um, I think Sammy not winning the belt for me. No. Um, and I'll say this, we all knew he wasn't going to win the belt and that's fair. But I would have done, I would have done. He wins the belt, and then you fuck him over the you know, the night after. Mm-hmm. How, 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 you, however, you need to get the pop for winning the belt, and then take it away from him the next day on however technicality you like. That's for uh, uh, that's for guys smarter than me in the business to to figure out. But I just would have loved to see him get his moment and win there, and the place come off, you know, the roof come off that place, only to get fucked over the next night. Or, or 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 even I don't know ten minutes later after that I I don't know. F two WWE ones I have Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. It was, <laughs> that, was that was stupid, god awful, and just the whole Vince McMahon fucking debacle, boys. 
He yeah. retires, comes back, somehow gets a stranglehold on the company, ends up selling it, and now he's right back in the same damn legal trouble he was in. Um, and that's something we didn't even talk about on here either, man. WWE is not the WWE we know anymore. It's owned by somebody Mm-mm. else besides the McMahon. And yeah, yeah it's crazy to me. They're doing better than they've technically ever done, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But how long do we get that to ride that? And what happens if TKO eventually gets mad with Triple H and then he's gone? Who the fuck runs WWE? Um, and that's a conversation for another time. But, I mean, NXT's had some questionable things here and there, too. I mean, it's just everybody had something questionable. But uh, TNA, man, I, I'm with Eddie. I didn't follow it as super closely as I probably should have, so I don't really have a bad moment. But I'm pretty sure if... Cod says something, it will uh, 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 loosen the screws in my head, I guess. Yep. I got um, one too, man. Fuck the yeah. Project Louder Network, Travis. Yeah, fuck me. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Start our own podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> fuck, man. We never talked about this, Travis. Should we talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Fuck it. <laughs> so... The- the guy who's in charge, he's never going to listen to this. Um, the guy who's in charge of Project Louder, uh, his name is TJ. Uh, he goes by TJ Bowser. And um, we came up with the idea of the NXT, of the Wrestling Ruin podcast. Brandon was doing stuff with him. And we we're like, you know, we'll go on your network. Would he be interested? Yeah, man, put us on we'll the network. So we'd give him the podcast episodes and we'd say, hey, Eric, man, we want them dropped this day. He would never drop them on time. He would, he would, he's a fucking stoner. We were, the, we were the redheaded stepchild of his network, but we were probably one of the most popular co- podcasts on his network <laughs> as we were consistently in the top 100. Hey, Jeff, that sounds like somebody else we know. I, I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want to bring our dirty laundry into this, but I was going to start saying myself, "What do we know that feeling?" But but continue. <laughs> is essentially. Um, me and Travis came up with the idea of doing the NXT podcast. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. And then we started doing the one-off episodes of where we're like, you know, every, like the first week of whatever, we, I can't remember we dropped on the Monday, the first Monday of the month, we would do fucking um, like a wrestling recommendation match. And then I told Travis like, man, I think I've, I have more fun doing this. Like I like the randomness of it. Cause we were already getting bored. Cause it was like the same six people wrestling every week on the NXT episodes. So we're like, let's do something different. So, um, we came we up with told the whole, him about it. We told well, him we came, about. We, our we plan. came up with the whole. We came up with the whole song and everything. And then he immediately wanted. To, he made a like a verse for himself in the opening song. And we were like, "I'm not using that. It's fucking stupid." What a mark! And then um, mm. we gave him episodes to be dropped, and he would never drop them. He complained about how the audio quality was. And he's like, "You guys should do this and this and this." I'm like, "Dude, like I'm not looking to make a living. I'm like, this is just something I like to do. It's just a hobby of mine. Like I'm not going to spend my you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on." You know, editing down foam and shit like that. Yeah. So um I told Travis, like, you know what? Like, we're gonna do wrestling recommendations. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna ask you, man. I'm like, do you want to do it on our own? Do you want to do it with the Project Ladder Network? He said, Let's do it on our own. I said, Fuck it, let's do it. So we oh, released yeah. we released the first episode and he was not fucking happy. No, he got he got mad. Was like, I made a whole feed for it. I had, had it set up on the <laughs> website, and we were just like, We'll just take that shit down because we're doing it ourselves and don't worry well, my, about it. My my thought process was, if I put it out myself, I know exactly when it's going to be released. I'm going to make sure it's done and taken care of. 
instead of me saying, Hey man, like I've, I've waited, you know, it's like, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just trying to see when you're going to put the episode up for us. Oh, I got busy. I couldn't put it up. Well, why would I want to fucking keep working with you? If that's going to be the case, if mm. I don't know when my shit's going to be released, like I need to AKA, know so I can promote it. Okay. He got high and didn't uh, put it out. In time. The old proverbial now, taking your ball and going home. I love it. Now, now, <laughs> now, now here's my thing. So like, that's the extent of it. Like there's no bad blood. There's no heat or anything like that, but it was just like, we got tired of it and he, we just started doing our own thing. And, um, but yeah, it sometimes I think about it and it's just like, man, I'm like that was so that's, frustrating. Like that is dude, like, it's also why there's never been another wrestling ruined episode <laughs> because it would have to be on his, um, feed technically. Cause it was their podcast, I guess, or our podcast on his network. But that's one reason, like, we had fun doing that podcast, but it got to the point, like, we never knew if it was going to come out on time, what he was going to edit or take out or or do something with, and it just kind of got to the point where we're like, at least if we do it, it's our shit, Eddie, yeah. edit, Eddie edits it, we do it, it comes out when he puts it in there, mm-hmm. if there's a problem, it's on us, it's not on anyone else, there's no one else to blame but us, and uh, to be honest with you, we didn't, we didn't fucking need somebody else to push a button and put... Hey, your podcast drops today. We, we could do that shit. And yep. not have now, to... now, now, kudos to him because he has a, a good network of people where he gets a lot of exposure. Um, so that's cool. But like at the same time, I was like, I would rather just do our own thing. If we get, if we get popular, we get popular. If we don't, we don't. But like at the same time, it was like Travis said, like you didn't know what you're gonna get, and like you would put the effort in, make the show, and then that, that would be it. Instead of us being like, all right, yeah, we're going to put the show out. So uh, I want uh, I want to do a show. Like we told him we wanted to do the NXT show weekly. He was like, you guys want to put shows out weekly? I was like, yeah. And he made it seem like it was an inconvenience. And I was like, well, dude, it's an inconvenience. We'll fucking go. We'll fucking do it. Like, we'll do it ourselves. Which, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But thanks for coming, Mr. Uh, podcast guy. See you Champion, later. Champion of our own universe over here. Damn right. Yeah, so we so we definitely know how you how you feel in that regard because um the guy that was doing our live shows for PWO, his name was EK, really nice guy. Um, but there was a period during COVID where we were getting Ring of Honor talent plus Camille to come on our podcast. So me as quote unquote head of talent relations is reaching out to talent and saying, Hey, this is our podcast this is what we do. Come on. It'll be fun. All that good stuff. So when I tell them, I'm like, okay, so be on between seven fifty and seven We'll do a sound check. We'll make sure we hear each other. And then eight o'clock we're going live. And Jeff can correct me whenever I'm, whenever I start to tell lies, there would be times when it would be eight 15 when we're starting a live show and it's supposed to start at eight. I'm somebody who down to P's and Q's, you guys have seen my fucking schedule and the way my mind operates. If something starts at fucking eight o'clock, it better start at fucking eight because it's unprofessional as hell. And it was an every week thing. Like we never start on time. And I would always say like, so why don't we just do it ourselves and just ditch him? And Matt would always say, oh, well, EK is a great guy. So we're paying Every well, and, month for studio time and, and for him and to do this. He was a great no, like he he is a great dude. Like you know, and and again, to be fair to him, like he has what he does is great, and he has everything going on in the world, and he gave us like all types of audio equipment and stuff like that. So again, he was fine. But if you want your money on time, 
then we want our podcast on time. I don't think that's too hard to ask for. Yeah. And it just never worked out. And that's when I was like, hey, Jeff, <laughs> you want to do this? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, and we're okay. in the same boat as you. Yeah, we're in the same boat as you. Like, we're not looking for clout. We're not like, it, like you know, if we get some, some, if we get something out of this cool, if not, like, I just like talking old freaking wrestling shows. Like, that's it. And then doing this shit. You know, so we get we get what you guys are coming from and um makes sense why there's been no new episodes of wrestling ruined it is what it is i mean we yeah had, we had a blast doing it we and, and a lot of it too falls back to our buddy brandon uh i mean sure. I, I guarantee you if we wanted to do another episode he it, tj would welcome us back with open arms but yeah. we just we just felt like we wanted to do our own thing and we tried to tell him and he wasn't really getting it. So we just did it. And then he got really mad and mm. understandable. I mean, and I, and like, all I say, I appreciate the opportunity we got for, with that, but I'm glad it's kind of worked out in our favor um, really quick. Just, I looked at the charts. We're actually ranked right now, Travis, we're ranked 112th right now on wrestling podcast. So there's that. Hey, hey. thanks. Here we go. They, they worked out. Brett and one, two, three kid worked out. Right. It's it, it's because Brett's been on their record six times, yeah. So okay. Benoit's more. been on there five times. On this next episode, makes fifth for Benoit. He's creeping up. Yeah, it's the wheel making its own uh, de- uh, uh, destiny there. So right. um, it definitely makes sense in that regard. Um, but to get back on track here, um, I want to share some of my worst moments of the professional wrestling year. That was 2023. And I'm going to start with TNA because you guys shit on me because I'm a TNA guy and I don't talk shit about it. Uh, Bully Ray getting a title shot. Okay. <laughs> Let's come on. Come on. He deserved it. Last year, I even said it when we were on whatever episode Jeff and I were on at the time. I said, Bully Ray won the call your shot gauntlet battle royal. And I said, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> And now he has say his, so. now he has this confused look on his face, like I don't remember any of this happening. It's a <laughs> fucking fever dream. <laughs> like, um, what can I say? Yeah, a um, couple of WWE ones. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank and then always being the Fall Guy. I'm not really okay with that. It makes me feel yeah. like he's going to get sand out. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 like a trend though. It oh, happens to a lot of people. Don't... Jelly Roll's going to do something. Yuck. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, two others for WWE. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match. I mean, it feels kind of dirty talking about Bray Wyatt in this light now, but it is history, and it did happen this year. Uh, this match was dog shit. It was produced like hell, and the final spot of Bray Wyatt falling into the quote-unquote fire um, was horribly done. Um, and then there was the match from NXT's Great American Bash between Baron Corbin and Gable Stevenson that Gable Stevenson got booed out of the building. So thanks for coming. Um, bye bye. And then I have four AEW ones, and then we can cut it and get the fuck out of here. Um, Dante Martin breaking his ankle at Supercard of Honor. There's no reason why that should have happened. Spots unnecessarily stupid. And he deserved every every bit of that. Yeah. Shot yep, to shot. 
good good job uh producers holding those talent back a little bit yeah let them do stupid shit i know right um i have two from double or nothing believe it or not um the first one is jade cargill losing the tnt championship um i know she we all know that she was gonna have to do it at a certain point but the matter in which they did it they tried to kill her character <laughs> essentially and then have chris tatlander get two wins over should have yeah. built that match up and just had her definitively beat her yes because then you have your next AEW women's champion. Like, fuck the AEW, fuck the TNT shit. Then you've built your next world champion. Um, the second part from that show is Brian Danielson getting injured in the Anarchy in the Arena match. That was dumb. Um, it's dumb because he should have never been in it because the gimmick match is a fucking stupid match. Playing wild thing for 20 minutes. Want to rip my fucking eyes out? I feel like, um, hey, I feel like, um, what's your face from fucking Maiden Major League? I hate this fucking song. They're, they're, they're trying to capture an ECW like moment by playing that, like they used to play fucking Natural Born Killers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I'll throw, boat. I'm gonna throw one in there. Ric Flair being a part of AEW is oh, also yeah. pretty pretty bad. Yeah, just there's Ooh, no need for it. There's no need for it. CM Punk with a sign on his door says CM Punk with his logo and everything. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, I have one more, and it, in my eyes, is the most egregious, disgusting thing we've talked about on this entire podcast. Um, on this took place, water? Uh, January 18th, 2023. It aired on January 26th, 2023. Um, and this is... And I hate to say it, the Jay Briscoe celebration of life. Uh, I, I and here's why. Not good. Okay, so we're gonna celebrate him, and we're gonna put in old a old Ring of Honor matches, which the ones they chose were fine, but your actual live matches, um, Wheeler Yuta versus um, Hagane Shino. Yeah, that's Jay. That's Jay Briscoe. Marina Shafir versus Mighty Mayra. Or I Mighty Maya Myra. But yeah, that really speaks to Jay Briscoe. Eddie Kingston versus QT Marshall. Who's <laughs> leaving now? Athena versus Madison Rain. Juice Robinson versus Brandon Cutler. Yuka Sakazaki versus Sandra Moon. Yeah. Bless you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The only thing that speaks anything of Ring of Honor is Claudio versus Christopher Daniels. That went five and a half minutes. You have the fucking audacity to call this a quote-unquote celebration of life. And this is what you have to show for it. Fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at least ten talents on this live quote-unquote celebration of life that have fucking nothing to do with Ring of Honor Nothing to do with Chafe with with Jay Briscoe. Well, I mean, you couldn't even you couldn't even have uh, um, Jay on the show like when he was alive. So you know, yeah. or why are you doing it now? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, or, or and it, it, remember it was pulling teeth for having Mark on the show for remember for what a couple of day a week after or something like that. And now and now he's getting job jobbed every week. Of it, course it, he is. It's just you see what they did and. 
I know you can call it apples or oranges if you want. Brody Lee's celebration of life. He was an active member of the AW roster. Um, you know, what have you. He was only there for about um six six months uh before his health took a turn for the worse. Um, you know, but they still had an actual celebration of life, whereas um there was nothing here. There was nothing of there's nothing of note. You didn't now you eventually had uh Jay or you had Mark Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal on an episode of Dynamite. This is why Ring of Honor is in the damn shape it's in because of bullshit like this. Hell yeah. Also, <laughs> just throw Jungle Boy in there, period. Yeah. And the whole situation with Punk. Yeah. Yep. Started this downward spiral for AEW. Throw that in no, there, too. No, well, no, well, you can't throw it in there because this is this is what needed to happen. <laughs> this, this is, is what, destiny. <laughs> hate leads to fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to the dark side. <laughs> um, and just for the record, the Ring of Honor Jay Briscoe tribute and celebration of life currently has a nine point three one out of ten on Cage Match. That's bullshit. I'm not gonna say anything because we are talking about this bullshit for another hour. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, the the two matches actually there were three matches they added in from Cape old side. Ring Ring of Honor. Cape it it was Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole from 2014, uh, Jay Briscoe versus Christopher Daniels from 2016, and the Briscoes versus the Kings of Wrestling from 2006. Oh boys, um, that time Is so. And with that being time, uh, CM Punk's on his way to the ring. Uh, so we're putting we're we're putting the guns in, you know, the holsters here until the next shoot. Um, Eddie, Travis, um, what do we got going on? What are we looking down the pipe? Uh, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. I still sell stuff on eBay over there at TGL the Man Twelve. If you guys want to check that out? Uh, be sure to check us out. Uh, on the uh, Rats for the Black Lodge where we did the uh the uh wrestle rant rumble where we did the greatest or 16 greatest stars to not hold a world title we did a little tournament discussed all of them we also have a article in a magazine uh the first magazine from rents the black lodge uh which is on sale now all proceeds go to charity we wrote an article on hell in a cell 1997 so uh we got that going for us and that's about it for me i'll let eddie handle the the wrestler recommendations good stuff yeah, guys, as we were just saying, ranked number 112 on Apple Podcast Wrestling Podcast. Uh, find wrestling recommendations on all podcast platforms. Follow us at Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook, where we do live watch-alongs to our episodes. Uh, keep listening to the podcast, guys. Next match is going to be Crispin Juan Randy Orton from SummerSlam mm. uh, 2004. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Excellent. Um, Jeff, before I get into our podcast uh socials of what we got coming up where can we find you on the x machine uh jeff m hall one nice and simple excellent um well everything for us is wp pod one um twitter x tiktok 
Apple, Spotify, our link, our our website, linktree.com slash WPPod1. Um, financial and monetary support. Uh, buy me a coffee page is at WPPod1. Uh, so head on over there. Um, guys, please be sure to check out wrestling recommendations where you where where you can. Um, also, um, not currently active, but they will be once um the weather starts to turn a little bit out of the winter days here in 2024. But next generation wrestling 10 Tennessee will be coming back in the spring. Um, which you can always check them out on high spots. Um, so head on over there and check them out. Um but for us, we've got kind of a, a two-part coming up here. Friday, we have Survivor Series 2003. Um, that is primarily highlighted by uh, Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. And then next week, uh, we're taking a look at the first of the uh, TakeOver War Games matches. This one's from 2017 um, to kind of tie in with our Survivor Series War Games from this past week. So... Um, and then Travis, we'll see you here as we get closer to Christmas. Yes, uh, we're going to be covering Starcade '96. Uh, <laughs> um, I bet you are excited for that. Um, but this is uh, the main event is Piper and Hogan. Uh, no Ugh. title on the line. No title on the line. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I love it one. so. I love it so much. He's home. I love yeah. it so much. I'm gonna Jesus be insufferable. Well, be the biggest fucking mark. With that being said, CM Punk is back on Raw. He's back on WWE TV. Jeff's got a heart on, and this has oh, been man. the Wrestling Purist Podcast.